tan 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 brandy Oh, I'm sorry. You guys kick off the show. I'm sorry. Whoa. Oh, it's not Steve. It's Ron again. Hey, Ron, how are you? I am fantastic. When you asked me, like, hey, could I fill in for the fantastic Steve? I said, sure, why not? I would love to talk to wrestling with my main man, Jeff Lippman. What I say, he's he's pretty awesome, but very evil. I was trying to give you that. Uh, was it Dan Handsome? Is it Dan yeah, Handsome? Dan Handsome, Dan Hansen, Dan Housen. Oh. Thing. So, folks, hey, welcome to Hammerlock Hangover. Um, and when he said Awesome Steve, I, I got confused because I don't know who that is. Um, but then I figured he was probably talking about the, the ex-co-host <laughs> of this show, Steve, Steve Pena, Esteban Pineapple, as I like to call him. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's a little under the weather today. May or may not have called out sick from work. I'm not sure. I don't really know. Um, but... Uh, Already we had to call in the cavalry for Ron. So uh, it, it may turn out that in the long run that Ron is actually the only actual regular here and that Steve and I are like start taking powders and like Ron's doing solo shows or something or we're trying <laughs> to dig, dig through like old tunnels and finding Dave Sanderson or, or Caden. What was his last name? Where is Caden? Yeah, I, I, I forgot it. Where is Caden? I used to ask all the time, where's Leader? But where's Caden? Yeah, I... I don't know. I him and him and Tamara started a wrestling podcast called Ten Count. There was already a Ten Count. I think they put out all four of them and stopped. So um, it's thing called podcasting is a hard thing. I mean, a lot of people. Um, this week we uh, the big pop returned one on Tuesday, and I'm very proud. We have uh, this episode. If we do it this weekend, will be 45. And I know a lot of people when they do podcasts, they do what five, ten episodes, and then they call it quit. But uh, we're a bunch of lunatics, and we keep going. Yeah, that, me. I'm, I'm Garden of Doom. I'm I'm mm-hmm. in the 190s, and and wow. Cool. If, if you count if you count bonus episodes and things that I've uh, downloaded more than once, then it's certainly around 200, probably over. And if you count Garden views, is in it, I'm in the 60s there. So anyway, uh, for very little return, um, but I know yeah. that feeling. But sometimes we get our little victories. Like I spoke to John F. White from Craig and Ford, which if hey. you're a dorky mythology sort of linguistic nerd like myself, and, and that's my favorite YouTube sort of guy on into Indo-Europeans. He's inspired me to read two books. When I say read two books, it means I listen to them on Audible, but it still counts. <laughs> that counts. Um, and uh, and he's agreed to come on the show, so I'm very excited. Oh, for that. that's so cool! And you usually have some really cool guests. I mean, um, I'm biased, so when I've seen you have a friend of the show, C the Superior, and I know y'all did one animation episode, and you did another one with her, where y'all were talking about I think Dracula or vampire. I know it was vampires. You we did two vampire about. shows: one vampires in literature, and one just general vampires. Yes, yeah, ah. yeah, she she's been on I think you know four or five times. I uh, you know. It, I, I keep saying I try. I keep trying to trick her, but it's not trying to trick her when I've told her what my what my plot is. And my plot is to have her as a regular co-host, and eventually have her, you know, sort of t- take on some of the the show herself. But but she doesn't want any part of that plot. She she oh. just wants to come on from time to time. To so, time to time. She's like the support. She's the supporting character. She don't want to be like the main character. She want to be like that character that shows up. You know the character on like them sitcoms and they show up and be like, hey, long time no see, and you'd be like. Hey, where have you been all three seasons? 
So that's, uh, that's right. It's like it's like Paul and Shears. They're like, Paul, you've been coming here for three or four weeks now. He's like, ten years. I've been coming for ten years. Yeah, that 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 yeah, maybe so. I don't know. It's like, you know, I'm bored of me. So I figure the listeners are probably bored of me too. Luckily, the garden shows are mostly guest led, so they do the lion's share of the talking, but I'm still bored of me, and I hear myself saying the same things week after week. And it's partly because I want the guests to know that I'm drawing parallels or connections that I think are smart, but a lot of times they're the same kind of connections, but it's a different guest. But the audience is hearing the same voice, hear it. And, you know, I don't know. So I figured that maybe, you know, other people would bring something different to that from time to time. I'm not that proprietary over over my stuff, but I don't know. Yes. But, but you know, I'd have to I'd have to pass the torch. I have to have them co-host with me for a while to yeah. make sure they've got the the garden the spirit or their own yeah. garden spirit that 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 I like. But it's but it's their own way of doing things. Like it's all it's authentic, right? I I totally understand that. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, none of this has anything to do with wrestling or Hammerlock Hangover. Um, mm -hmm. So. We have a whole bunch of things to go over this week. I don't think as much as last week. Last week was really, really action-packed. I think this week was, you know, there were there was like two or three solid days with like almost nothing of any importance to note. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go in sort of a strange order because one of my bold predictions uh, at the end of 2022 uh, was that the sports bubble would burst. And... I believe I've already come, that's already come true with, and I say with Star Wars Wrestling, that's already happened with SmackDown uh, in getting, to, you know, Fox said, we're not going to renew you. Uh, NBC, you said, hey, we want you probably for USA. Um, and you're going to get a 1.4 increase, which they're saying was within expectations, but it wasn't. They were saying between one and a half and 175. And really one and a half was at the, the disappointing end because it's the lower end. So it's an increase. It's a raise but it's not the raise that they were expecting after five years. And it's not the raise that the market was expecting as shown by the stock going down 20% in one day. Now it's, now it's down 10%. It's recovered some as stocks usually do. So what is it? That's old news, Jeff. You've already taken that victory lap. Uh, why are you reminding us of this? Well, just, just yesterday I read that Paramount is canceling Showtime Sports and Showtime Boxing, which I guess was a division. Wow in and of itself so this is it they're they're out of the showtime or paramount is out of uh is taking showtime out of the sports business um end of 23 end of year and that's not small i mean growing up showtime boxing i mean i remember with with a lot of dismay because i you know we had hbo where where i grew up and mike tyson and you know all the good fights were on hbo you know after they left free tv they, they used to be on abc then they went to hbo Wow. Uh, I think there was a little point where ESPN got in the game, but HBO quickly took that. But we didn't have Showtime. You know, we, we had cable, but we, my parents weren't splurging for the good cable. Um, and then then all the Tyson fights would go go on Showtime. Now, that, that was short-lived because people figured out about pay-per-view and learned how to make even more ridiculous money out of it. But but Showtime boxing is – I don't know how long Showtime has, has featured boxing. It's like an anchor product. But I feel mm -hmm. like it's been since I was a teenager. It feels like it has to be 30, 35 years. So that took me by surprise, but I'm, I'm going to include it in, in more of me being right. What do, you, what do you think, Ron? Wow, I had no idea about any of this stuff, so it sounds major. I don't... 
So I only know very little about uh, Showtime boxing. I didn't watch a lot of boxing growing up, but I would hear it on those. Uh, yeah, you know, it, you, you guys don't see it. it's an audio, but he he was doing some. Bo- he was showing his shadow boxing skills. Right. Um, but it sounds like a, but it sounds like it's a really major uh, thing. Yeah, it's a big, it's it, it's a big deal. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure there'll be other homes for boxing, but that you know, mm-hmm. uh, that it's not just boxing. The Showtime Sports included a lot of a lot of MMA, and I think like I think oh, Bellator. Yeah was on there. I mean, UFC is its own thing, but Bellator was on there. I think some of the other lesser promotions and they'll, they'll be searching for new homes and they'll be worse homes and they will be worse homes. They're probably going to pay them less money. And these things trickle down. So what does that do with wrestling? Maybe nothing, but you know, maybe it's part of a trend it, it, you know, it's, you know, two for two on combat sports, taking losses so far in, in the TV rights arenas. Now here's a little bit of con, uh, contrasting news a little bit of good news for the good guys if you consider wrestling to be good guys and that is that nwa yep got got a tv contract two shows that's gonna be w um which i am told is not a warner brothers discovery product the warner brothers discovery sold the majority of it and still owns somewhere beneath 20 percent. i've seen 12 percent. i've seen some people just say a minority share i don't know who's right it doesn't matter but Warner Brothers Discovery has some ownership, but it is not the owner of it. So it might not be as intriguing, you know, because my when I first heard about it, I'm like, well, I know WWE has an exclusivity clause with their conglomerate media platform. That that, you know, that that's sort of the ML part of the MLW suit was that, you know, Stephanie McMahon called Tubi and said, Hey, we're on Fox and Fox owns you or owns part of you and you, you can't carry any competitors. That's a breach of contract. Um, um, and, you know, that hasn't been litigated, hasn't been verified, but it's, it was an allegation. So it just seems to me this might be a parallel kind of thing. And it may, in fact, be maybe 12% is enough. Maybe Warner Brothers Discovery did retain, does retain that type of right and somehow it's tied into AW. Maybe not. I, I, I have no idea. Um, but if it, if that's the case, it it could mean that you know you know AEW hasn't had its contract renewed, so it could mean that they can't be renewed if those those other facts exist. So if in fact Warner Bros. Discovery feels that uh, it is obligated, even though even though it owns a minor share of, of CW, um, and you know then they would, and maybe they did this knowingly to hedge their bets to get keep wrestling on there but for a much lesser cost uh mm-hmm. who knows maybe it doesn't apply at all i mean you know there's a lot of maybes a lot of it's but it's something to think about now the two shows are going to be its regular nwa power um they're still going to do some youtube stuff billy corgan was very upfront about how they couldn't make any money off of youtube whatsoever and then the other show is going to be i think it's, i think they're literally calling behind the scenes which is going to be like the all access reality show that aw have though Mm-hmm. it's probably going to be more real <laughs> would be my guess um but i'm interested i mean i'm interested in, in same shows. uh nwa has been improving despite you know sort of losing most of their big names um and you know they're still it's still sort of digestible and this is good news for wrestling that there's another you know mlw keeps losing at everything but you know nwa sort of you know, it's 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 sort of like becoming like Impact. It won't go away, but you know, it seems to be at least crawling upward. While Impact, well, Impact's doing better in some regards, but as far as viewership is concerned, yeah, it's the same. But 
I don't know. What what are your thoughts on this one? I, this is actually exciting news. I don't watch a whole lot of NWA. I knew I was having a conversation with someone today, and I was talking about NWA, and I said I remember, like when when they were first on on YouTube, they had a lot of momentum. I was hearing a lot of people say this is one of the better wrestling shows during the week. Then the the pandemic happened. They lost a lot of momentum, and it seemed like they've just been. And I don't want to say limbo because they exist and they're fine, but it's just they're there. So I guess that is limbo. But it's it's cool to hear that they're gonna have a station. Um, I don't. Did they say what day this was gonna be? They just said they're on the station, right? They say a day. Okay. Yeah, I don't um, think any of the details are out. They're still gonna be taping like you know four days on, and that's gonna be a season. Then they'll have a pay per view. Um, I have no idea how the behind the scenes show will be worked right. out, but. Uh, well, but I'm excited about this product actually getting some some eyes because um I've said before NWA they have talent but because I don't watch it all the time I don't know who's there I know like sometimes I'll hear this person was there and then when I watch they're no longer with right. NWA so by the time I watch it but um I think this is this is a big time win for them and congrats on them on uh on them uh, getting a TV deal and I think he was very determined on getting a TV deal I've heard him. Uh, a few interviews how he was like we're gonna get tv there and he was like i can't speak on it and he he got it so um yeah. and i was like lol it's gonna be br sports or fight tv or so right. or pro wrestling tv or something like that and they're gonna well, like how TV. like how impact for a period they were on destination america or um what was it finding nature i forgot which they one time they were on like a nature nature channel i was yeah, like why are they on the nature you were right it was destination america and it was they were also on the tv guide channel and like pop tv for a while yeah, but this is good, and according to Billy Corgan, this is a top twenty cable network, maybe a top twenty yeah, network yeah. overall. I is that true, though? Is that true? Is that a top twenty? I don't know. I, I I don't know why it wouldn't be. I mean, it, it's available everywhere. I know that someplace it's franchised. Like I know here in Baltimore, Sinclair Broadcasting actually runs and owns the the CW uh, as well as the Fox affiliate here. Uh, so I mean. That's a little bit interesting, I guess. I don't know if affiliates will, you know, I well, it, it's not going to be a problem for long, but I don't know if the Fox affiliate here in Baltimore would have an issue with CW running wrestling when they run SmackDown. My my guess would be they oh. don't, they really don't care. And, um, you know, and Sinclair, I think, is happy enough to have washed its hands of wrestling. Anyway, you know, these are two more things I'm going to DVR, and with some mm -hmm. money, the budget will be good. So for those who don't, like, Okay, so who are the people that came from NWA that you know now? And I'm not talking about the old days like Harley Race and Dusty Rose and Ric Flair and everyone from WCW. I'm talking about Nick Aldis, who some people just met for the first time as the GM of SmackDown. Yep. was their champion for years. Uh, his wife is Mickey James Aldis, Mickey James. So uh, she's been making positive noises about WWE lately. Um, yeah. Actually, Nick Aldis and had like sort of a pretty big fallout with. Uh, Billy Corgan, who owns NWA, and and I really thought that that was their, you know, one of their death knells, along with Dave Lagana, sort of being forced out after sort of the speaking out thing. I mean, COVID really affected. But who else? Ricky Starks from AEW, right. Eddie Kingston from AEW, Thunder Rosa from AEW, L.A. Knight was Eli yeah. Drake from yeah. possibly the biggest breakout star in all of wrestling. Um, Maybe the only person who's close is Dominic Mysterio, and mm -hmm. that was that was a slower, you know, that was a, a longer fuse to take. Um, at least on WWE, I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, Eli Drake's been around for a while. Anyway, um, 
I saw that Eddie Kingston, I think. And then there were all yeah, you did. Like people like Allison Kay have been there. You know, she was also uh, Sienna. Uh, Marty Bell's been there. Melina's been there. I mean, yeah. Zicky Dice was there, left. He's back again, but you might have seen him on a couple of AEW uh, shows or Ring of Honor programming. So, you know, people. Tyrus was their champion. So their champion right now is EC3. Mm-hmm. Uh, their other champions are um, Shush. Uh, Shush? Uh, yeah. I, I, well, Camille was the women's champion until. Oh, she dropped it? Yeah, so, so uh, one of the uh, Envy girls uh, won it. Um, I don't know who their big, who their other big stars, but you probably would remember Chris Masterson, Chris Adonis. Master, yeah, he's there. Right, right. Yeah. He's there. Tom Latimer's there. That's Camille's husband. He was Bram on. Uh, yeah, he used to be Nick. All this, uh, I mean, I'm, they're probably still best friends, but I remember them having, being friends on uh, Impact. Right. So what you're saying is like NWA in a way is kind of like how Impact was, like how they would make all these stars and they would just then go elsewhere because like how you mentioned Nick Aldis, you mentioned Eddie Kingston, you mentioned all these guys and you're like, yeah, they kind of had the, I don't want to say their first start uh, start here because a lot of them Impact and other wrestling organizations, but they're like, yeah, they were here before they went there kind of conversation. Yeah, they're also one of those midway points where somebody goes where they, where they need, a, you know, they don't want to go all over the indies maybe all the time you know they want a, a decent payday and work for you know uh, four days you know one month and then four days you know th- two or three months later like like the briscoes were in nwa for a little right. bit i forgot um, about that yeah Laura wasn't Bellion. the young bucks before the uh aw aw uh aw yeah aw i'm sorry i was almost called the awa yeah before the awa <laughs> uh wasn't the young bucks with um or for a period with nwa I don't remember. I, know a lot of, I remember a lot of people. They would just go there, and they wasn't signed or anything. Because I know they would bring back the uh, the uh, what's it called the 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 cup, the Crockett Cup. And it wasn't that tag team or something like that. That would sure is. Yeah, um, I can't say yes or no to that. I I, I don't know. I don't. I, don't I, I barely that. say yes and no to anything, so I don't blame you. I I totally understand. Yeah, <laughs> but so. I'm just saying, a lot of people have uh, 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 come and gone. And NWA, yeah, so and recently, and it's funny because the two GMs, you know, Raw and and SmackDown, both have former NWA champions in, in that position. Yeah, um, and Nick Aldis had a had a you know a feud with Cody Rhodes, which actually you know was was played into All In, the first original yes. All In, and then Nick yep. Aldis won the title back again. Um, but you know, you know, that's something that they could rehash at some point. I've I've fantasy booked that many a time. Uh, it, does, it looks like it's going to wait a while, but uh, you know, one never knows. Anyway, so yeah, that I would say score one for wrestling. The CW yeah. is is not really a network. I mean, I always figured it was like like mostly like teen dramas, like you're sort of like your second rate soaps like Rib- Riverdale and yeah. Dawson's Creek, uh, and then the DC shows like like Black Lightning and Legends of Tomorrow and and Flash. Because you know flat. they kept flat, they kept flat forever, and they said <laughs> we're gonna have to end this. But yeah, no, yeah, and that must have been when when Discovery Warner Brothers got rid got rid of it when they canceled all the DC shows. It was probably right around the same time. Anyway, that, but this it, is a I just want to say, but I totally could agree. This is such a big one, and I think no matter what the station is, the fact that they're on a station that you can just. You know, like you don't even have to have cable; you can just watch it, right? Like you can just see this on uh, regular TV. I, it's a huge yeah. one. It gets them some eyes, and maybe, and maybe, you know, uh, 
they get enough eyes that then they can start making bigger deals and being on bigger channels. So I just think the fact that they got their foot in the door, that's a win and good on them. And um, I mean, I, I mean, how could you not be happy about this more? Uh, the more wrestling for the guys and girls in the business. So yeah, up. absolutely. It's, it's, it's good. Um, it's also another paper cut in MLW's lawsuit, I would think, um, even though it's a few years later, it still shows there's not monopoly other, you know, now we have, three promotions that are on, um, you know, national TV, major cable. And if you want to count WOW on, you know, being syndicated on Sinclair, you have four. And WOW, there was a week I posted where WOW viewership was like 500 and something thousand. And like both of the AEW shows were in the 300. So WOW wow. had beaten both. Anyway, so this week, in AEW was weird because you know it was mostly the fallout of the you know the Tuesday night wars that we talked about last week ad mm-hmm. nauseum. And so the big story this week was Adam Copeland Edge is not a draw, or is he a draw? So for Dynamite, which aired last night, they sold like 2,000 tickets uh, after it was announced that Adam Copeland would be on the card. It, they also sold those 2,000 tickets after it was announced that mystico would be on the card who i believe mystico is like the original sincara yes um, okay well dave Meltzer seemed to credit it towards mystico saying this is the first time he's appeared on u.s soil i i don't think that's the case i don't think it was adam copeland i think it was the fact that they reduced the ticket prices to 20 dollars and and made a buy one get one free ah. uh, so basically tickets were 10 bucks I, I mean i think that's what moved uh 1,000 tickets, which turned into 2,000 tickets. Right. Um, so, you know, okay. So there you go. But I still think it was, it was just. But that just, sounds illogical, though. Like, like really logical. I mean, I don't know enough about uh, the original. What's his name? Mystico? Oh, Mystico. Um, I was seeing that online, and I was like, oh, I, I had no idea he was a big draw. I just didn't. But when you break down, you say, well, it might have been because of the ticket prices, which. I know if I wanted to go to a, a wrestling show and instead of it being $50 and now it's, I don't know, $10, $15, like, hey, I could afford that. <laughs> you know, that sounds reasonable. Exactly. And, and if you have a nice friend, they they spend $20 and they bring you. They're like, I was going to go anyway. Um, yeah. So, I, I you know, whatever it was, I don't think it had anything to do with Mystico. And, mm-hmm. to, you know, and you know who else didn't think it was because of Mystico? Apparently Tony Khan, because Mystico did not air on Dynamite. Mystico will be relegated to Rampage, I guess, because I watched Dynamite mm-hmm. today on DVR, not live. Uh, but there was no Mystico on there. Um, so unless the overrun went for an entire Mystico match, uh, <laughs> then he, he wasn't yet on. Uh, SummerSlam. Sold out, sold out so much that they opened up about four more sections, uh, about 27, 2800 more tickets being available. So now the facility can seat, the venue can seat over 15,000. And we'll see if that gets sold out too. And maybe they'll open up more sections or whatever. Or, Summer, or maybe it won't. You said SummerSlam? Like, uh, did I say SummerSlam? Survivor yes. Series. I just wanted to be sure because I was sitting there saying maybe I went to a time warp. But uh, no, 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 no. Thank you. Thank you no for talking Because I no just wrote down SS. And that's fine. I, I, I get that. SS, right. That could be, but how much was uh, said that one more time? How much was uh, Survivor Series? They sold out? I mean, I sold out by how much they sell? Well, they, they sold out over 12,000 tickets. It was it was like 12,500, something like that. Um, wow. And so they opened up four more sections, opening up, I think it was another 2,780 seats. 
Um, so I don't know how many of those have been sold yet or will sell or, you know, to come. I mean, it could end up they own selling all those out and then like people say, uh -huh, you didn't sell out Survivor Series. Anyway, it's it, in it, Chicago. Those trolls. Those damn trolls, yep. <laughs> and it's in Chicago, which of course, you know, everyone's, you know, hoping, expecting, thinking, praying, praying against that CM Punk will appear. Oh, um, that's what they thought? I thought it was uh, McGruffin, the, the dog. You remember? Wasn't he McGruffin. from Chicago? <laughs> yes, McGruffin. <laughs> is, is, is it McGruffin when he eats those those mini yes. muffins that CM Punk likes so much? Because oh, McGruffin. absolutely. Yeah, he becomes McGruffin. Absolutely, with the leather coat, or I don't even know if that was leather. I forget what kind of coat it was. It was it was somewhere you know the dude was solving it was mysteries. Trench coat. It was like oh, it was, it was like a, coat. it was like the executive from from Seinfeld. It was ah it was, okay. Yeah, it was, it was like it was like a London fog. You know, <laughs> a, 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 a trench coat, like a Inspector Clouseau thing. Yeah, McGruff, the crime dog. But when he eats them up, he's McGruffin. Or when he cheats at golf, but everyone lets him cheat, it's McGruffin again, because that's called a McGuffin. The McGuffin? Ah. Yeah, I when, you, when, when you just take another shot with the ball and everyone's like, oh. <laughs> they just go, okay. I, now I know what I need to do when I do try to do some golf. Right, <laughs> the they, they now call that a Trump. Uh, anyway. Oh, that's off. That's Very arch. Yeah, no, he's, he's famous. Before he got famous for lots of other things, he was famous for cheating at golf. Um, ah. Yeah. So in lesser news, but still exciting, Rhea Ripley is going to main event the uh, WWE Super Show that's going to be in Perth, Australia. Uh, I think that's going to be a PLE. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not. What, yet. Uh, was it the Elimination Chamber? I believe it is. Yeah, um, no, that's a PLE. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, yeah. then that confirms it. Excellent. So she's going to main event it in, you know, what I guess is her hometown or at least her home yeah. country, continent. But... Uh, I yeah. guess it's reduced to a country now because Australia is not the continent. It's now Oceania that's the continent. So, all right. Oh. Yeah. Um, I want to correct mm -hmm. something from last week. So we were basically, when I was doing my list of everybody that's been signed by AEW, I didn't include Mystico, and I'm still not because I'm not really sure how many times he's going to appear or if he's signed or whatever. But right. I included Mariah May, who did not appear as expected. So take her off the list for now, but there's been less hubbub about her. And uh, and, and the hubbub about Mercedes Monet has gone in a completely different direction. You, you, have you heard about this? Please. What, which one? Uh, well, Lilia, so she was at a Comic-Con, which, by the way, I've heard ah, of this, this Comic-Con was a disaster. I mean, you're local. You're a New York guy. I mean, you usually go to Comic-Con. Uh, what have you heard? Uh, I mean, what's what are the reports you're hearing from the ground? So I didn't go this year. I went to an after. I know I didn't. I went to an after. Uh, I went to a cosplay photo shoot and after party. But I did see this video, and you. I know what video you're talking about. The one where some guy and he came up like he had to scoop. He wanted to tell her. Um, yeah, I know why you left WWE. <laughs> And she mm -hmm. did not take that lightly. She did not was not a fan, mocked the fan. And I've seen a lot of people sitting there saying, why is she so upset about that? So everyone's going to have their take on it. But for me, I sit here and go, uh, I think sometimes wrestling fans try to do too much. And mm -hmm. a lot of these guys try to be, uh, what's it called, Mystery Inc. Uh, mm -hmm. And don't even have the damn dog with them to do this, by the way. Mm -hmm. But they want to be Mr. Mystery Inc. and be like, oh, well. Um, you mean like McGruffin? Yeah. <laughs> McGruffin's a good dog. I hate Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, uh... <laughs> I, I could say some bad things about Scooby. That's a lot of hate. I mean, come on. There could be comparisons to you and Shaggy and you and Scooby-Doo. I mean, why, why, why do you... Why well, you? well it's, it's because we both have the same body type. That's why me and Shaggy well, are both very thin. 
they're both really thin. And also, too, uh, when he has a certain thing, he's extra hungry. So, yes, I think we can relate to it. I mean, I but, know Shaggy likes to inhale. You like to drink. It's different, mm-hmm. but, you know. <laughs> well, I like to inhale, too. But um, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I know it's been a while since we worked together. So, like, yeah, when we were on air, you would always see me with a, a beverage in my hand. Oh, um, see, kids, mm-hmm. alcohol is a gateway drug. It, it is. It leads you to uh, they left the gate open. And I said, oh, cool. Um, which <laughs> that's what it should. Oh, I always do that. I'm like, what's going which, on there? But which I, is I, definitely not a Scooby or Shaggy tra- treat unless there's food involved. You know, it was always hilarious because they would always it, it took them. Uh, it, they would have to give him a Scooby snack. And I, if I'm correct, that's a dog food. Right. And Shaggy mm-hmm. ate that. So I guess there was no realms to Shaggy's uh, hunger. But um, maybe they were delicious. You know, know, sometimes it took two Scooby Snacks. (laughs) It did. You know, he's a very skinny man, so it did take uh, more than one. But this this clip that happened, I just go like, um, would I have handled it that way? Probably not. But I sit here and go, I I, I sit here and say, she was just annoyed. And who's to say that this was not the first person to say that? And I also go with, um, so this was recorded, right? Now, I'm just... I'm not playing devil's advocate because I'm not the devil, but I sit there and go, what if, what if something else was said before that set her off and then they caught her, like they recorded after? Um, you know, obviously, I don't know. I wasn't there. But, um, yeah, I, I thought the guy uh, did a little too much. But, um, yeah, that's my thoughts. I mean, the funniest thing is that she's in there in like a semi-sexy, um, you know. A Toy, story. Toy Story. You know, yeah. the, the sheriff costume. I can't remember. I can't remember the sheriff's name. Woody. Woody. Okay, so mm-hmm. she's in like a semi-naughty Woody costume. So sure. to me, that was the funniest thing with like the Kurt Angle two small cowboy hat on her head, like she's <laughs> Bill Body wanting to fight with Sean Rossap. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, the fan was certainly, you know, you're right. We didn't. We don't know what was said before. We don't know exactly how it ended. We don't know what she was putting up with all day. But that's sort of what you sign on to when you're going to a comic-con and and when you're sort of a, a celebrity so i don't have a lot of sympathy for her, but i have but i don't sure. have none like she might have just reached her limit and regardless of who you are sometimes that happens and maybe he was smelly and maybe he was pressing the issue and said just mention it once um but this is not her first bad fan interaction that's been verified by witnesses video or or audio or other things so you know, it's just it's just more sort of tarnish on, you know, her name on this. Do I think this is a big deal? No, I don't think it's a big deal. I no, just think it's something that's fun to talk about on a podcast. I mean, you know. No, it's something that happened during the week, and I can see how that would make the uh, topic. I mean, like you said, it's not major. It's not like she dropped the uh, anvil on this guy's foot, uh, which I think would have been hilarious. But um, <laughs> I, I would have chuckled at it. I and it might be what you said. He might have smelled. I mean, Comic Con. I mean, I, I've never had that problem. Um, you know, I take fantastic care of myself, but like, yeah, maybe the guy came in, smelled like, thank you. I, I, he, no one saw that, but he shook his head. Yes. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he came from the sewers, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. that bothered her nostril. I mean, listen, we have a lot of sewers uh, out here in New York. You've been out here in New York. You know what New York looks like. Well, the, the, the non-sewers smell like regular sewers, so I can only imagine what the sewers smell like. <laughs> the whole island smells like diesel and old food. And old, and no one likes old food. <laughs> and old food is sometimes a euphemism for you know used food that's been dispensed in a biological way. Oh my god! Uh, that there we go. <laughs> right, there we go. Exactly right. There we go. 
So in the world of signings, I don't think that there were any new signings this week, unless you want to call Nick Aldis as the GM as a new signing, or at least none that no, we know. I wouldn't say that because he. I feel like he was signed for a few weeks. Uh, he was on a trial run, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, backstage. So that's not a new one. It's just he's on now. He's on air. That's what's brand new, um, and that's cool. Right. Yeah, I think it's cool. Do you think we actually, and I think I asked my co-host this, but do you think we actually eventually see him get in the ring at some point? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. He's 36, maybe 37. Yeah. He's six foot four. He looks like a class act. He dresses yeah. like corporate Cody, but better. He dresses like corporate Triple H. He, he dresses yeah. like Nick Bockwinkle used to dress when he was gentleman Nick Bockwinkle. I mean, he really handles himself with class and dignity. He looks yeah, like a star. He looks regal. He looks mm -hmm. he looks like an old time movie star. Like if he was in the black and white noirs with Tony Storm, like it would. It would oh, it would okay. work. He, he looks like a leading man, and uh, you know, yeah, from like a nineteen fifty five World War Two propaganda movie. You know, it's it's like it's it's the chin. I I agree. It's definitely the chin. He has that uh, that uh, uh, old school muscular chin. But yeah, I, I see it. Yeah. He looks like a Ken doll, except with darker hair. But uh, yeah, I, I, he will absolutely go into the ring. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to have to build him as the GM first. But obviously, GM yeah. will get into conflicts, and you know, uh, there'll, there'll be something. Someone will push him too far, and he'll challenge them to a match. You know, he'll name their mystery opponent is him. At, you know, WrestleMania, and then there'll be then there'll probably be a special referee to make sure it's you know called down the, the middle and. You know, yeah. that, and that referee will be, you know, supposedly in one of their camps. And, and you know, so we're never sure. But, you know, but yeah, absolutely. He will be in the ring and he should be. And I agree. You know, he he's built like an action figure. I mean, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's cut up. No, and I, and I agree. And I think making him the GM, I didn't think about until listening to you talk, bringing him as a GM. Uh, it was mentioned how when he came out on SmackDown. He didn't get a reaction because they're not familiar with him. So putting him as the GM, getting the fans an opportunity to get familiar with him rather than just throw him out there and just be a wrestler. Because um, I think at first when I saw him as the GM, I was like, why would they kind of go that route? Why would they go that route? Not realizing not everyone knows who he is. Right. So you do this. People get familiar with him. He can start building a, a little bit of a fan base because we know who he is. Like, you know, you watched NWA, Impact and, and stuff. So you know who he is. Um, so I thought it was a smart move to – uh, smart mover, what they did. But what did you think about? Uh, I, I don't mean to take over the show, but what do you think about the split of having two GMs? Actually, I like it. I, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I would have liked it if when Sonia Deville was the the GM that she would have, you know, when she was always threatened to go over Adam Pierce's head, that she would have been the GM of one of the shows. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, so yeah, I'm all for it. You know, it's just a different character, and, and Nick Aldis is a totally different vibe than um, Adam Pierce. So I, I, I I'm. I'm all for that 100%. But yeah, that, so if there's any aspirin over there or any aquaphor or anything that, that's analgesic that you can pass me through the screen, I'm going to need it because this one's going to hurt because Steve was right. Nobody oh. knew who Nick all this was. And I'm like, no, he's been around long enough that, that I think most WWE fan, fans know who he was. And he's like, no, they won't. He was like, they didn't know who he was. So no, doing this as the GM, you're exactly right, was the smart move. He got introduced. Nobody knew who he was. But as soon as he did the, the Dominic, I'm a big fan, of your dad. I mean, he had them right there. And at that point they started warming up. They got, you know, they, they knew when he was telling a joke to laugh, they, they knew when to cheer and he's, and he's going to get more over because he's, he, he's just, he's like LA Knight in the, I mean, totally different personalities, but sure. he's just one of those guys, you know, when he walks into a room, 
you know, not, not everyone has that, 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 you know, when they walk into a room, they've got sort of that, that charisma. Um, he has a presence to him. Yeah, definitely a presence to him. I, I would even say like, you know, and, and it's sometimes it's really hard to tell because I think that Jay Uso has that, but I think that Jimmy Uso doesn't have it. And, mm. and it's, it's intangible. It's just one of those things that, that, that you feel, but anyway, smart move for the reasons that you said, um, and frankly, the reasons that Steve said as well. Um, all right. So there wasn't a whole lot of new injuries. So, uh, you know, usually I do this yeah. stuff at the end, but sure. apparently in, in the segment with Nick Wayne, which was, we'll talk about that, which was <laughs> fantastically terrible. Um, fantastically. Okay. Uh, apparently go. his tooth got chipped or something like he, he has tooth loose in that. So, uh, you know, I, I mm. guess right after the segment, Nick Wayne's mom had to put him into her minivan and, uh, you know, drive him to the dentist or whatever. Um, Sammy Guevara and John Moxley still have, you know, they still have been cleared to wrestle. Sammy Guevara posted some sort of update. I don't care enough about Sammy Guevara mm -hmm. to know what he said. So can you tell us what the update on his health is? I have no idea. I think he still have a concussion. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't, don't trust what someone with scrambled eggs brain says anyway. And Sammy Guevara, nobody misses you. You suck. Um, so the day after, I said that Jungle Boy was still on suspension. I heard Wrestling Soup, and they said that his suspension's been lifted. I don't know where they got that from. Um, Mish is more dialed into a lot of things than I am, but uh, but we haven't heard his name, so I'm going to go with Jungle Boy still suspended. Until I've heard that same thing, though. I, I, I Apologies for cutting you off, but I've heard that very same thing about uh, it, it's been lifted, but I don't know what to do with him. That's mm. the that was the last thing I heard anything with Jungle uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry that he just don't know what to do. Do you think that it's possible that mm -hmm. way back when, before Adam Cole got injured, before they knew what was going on, when they did that segment with the guy with the devil mask and the other three goons beating up Jay White, mm -hmm. that 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 the devil mask might have in fact been Jungle Boy was absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I not not even one. Mm -mm. Okay, because remember that MJF said to him, "You'll never be me." You can never be me because you don't have me in you. you if you want to succeed, mm -hmm. you have to be more like me. You have to be the devil. And and that's... Oh, that's a good playback. Yeah. yeah because, I mean, the other stuff... I mean, yeah, it, it's, it, it seems so obvious that it, it might be the... Yeah, would have been the kingdom and Roderick Strong and maybe Adam Cole was even turning on MJF and they just decided to scrap that story. Um or maybe it was MJF himself and he's turning on Adam Cole and this whole thing with Roderick Strong and the kingdom was he was going to destroy Adam Cole by by actually being the devil and stealing his his three best friends from him. He's going to steal his history. Next, he's going to go off to Britt Baker. Um, you know, I don't know. But I don't know. It seems to me that the, the, that Jungle Boy thing, you know, if they wanted to do a deep cut sort of recent long-term storytelling, well, not that long-term, that, that that could have been it, but I don't know. It's it's, it's a good, it's honestly a good callback because I didn't even peep that when you said it. Because I first heard it, I'm like, no, I, why would it? And then you're breaking back like, oh, you have to do this and this and this. Um, yeah, it would be a good callback. Mm -hmm. well, in that, in that, we embedded in that conversation is that Adam Cole actually did have the surgery, so uh, they're not saying oh, how long he's out for. Apparently, it's on three tendons. I imagine this is going to be many months. Um, what many means? Does that mean six? Does that mean nine? Does that mean another year? I, I don't. I don't know. But it, it's you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a three month kind of thing. Um, no, I think it's going to be out for a while. Yeah. 
also a quiet week on title changes. I mean, Judgment Day regained their WWE undisputed tag team titles from Cody and Jay. I think that took a lot of people by surprise. It's a yeah. statement for Raw, uh, I, I suppose. Uh, it also took away the obvious bridge for Cody to get back to Roman on SmackDown. They had that one stare face. Down. This was a yeah. week of stare downs. There was, there was the Cody Roman stare down. There was Jade Cargill popping up everywhere, staring down. She stared down Charlotte. She stared down Becky. I think she mm -hmm. started. Didn't she also stare down Rhea? No, not Rhea. She was on NXT at the end. She she didn't have a stare down, but she was on NXT after Lyra uh, ripped a picture of Becky. Right. And uh, she's in the TV doing like, oh, I'm acting like this is a visual thing, but she's looking at her watch. Right. So, yeah, no, time. she was there. Yeah, it's my time. There we go. Yeah. It's my time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I missed at least one. There was at least one other uh, stare down with, uh, you know, another big star. But anyway, it's, it's, it's been a continuation of the Jade Parade and it just keeps rolling on. I love and that. That's great. The Jade Parade. That's fantastic. Well, it's been fantastic. I, I, I think it's been great. I think uh, yeah. it's been amazing. Nobody's nobody's talking about that she can't wrestle, which by the way, she can. She's just not she's just not a technician. She yeah. can wrestle. She, she's adequate. She you know, is she good enough to main event something? No, probably not. But you know, can she get better? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Matter of fact, one of my things on why I thought her going to NXT would have been great is because it's the performance center. She's with Shawn Michaels, Norman Smiley, and there's a bunch of other names. I just can't rattle every last name. But uh, could she be in the ring and handle herself? Sure. And I think more reps, as more reps go on, she'll she'll find her her groove. Yeah. Um, the way WWE has made her such a star, somebody who uh, she wasn't on the Indies. She doesn't she doesn't have this. Like ten, she'd been on the uh, um, what do they call them? Journey, journeymen, journeywomen. Like she'd been on for excursion. ten years. Yes, excursion. Uh, you know, for like uh, five, six years or anything like that. But they've made us feel like such a star that I, you know, I don't try to sit here and crap on how AEW booked her and stuff. That's not my way of going things. But I said WWE has handled her way better just by these little, um. How many appearances has she made? Like three, four appearances? These four appearances alone? Yeah, it's probably, it's probably four, maybe five. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to crap on the way AEW used her because nobody would know who she was if it wasn't for AEW. And they gave her a 75 and one record, um, which I That's guess turned to 75 and two. Um, and yeah, yeah. like the looking like a star and the confidence and the it that we were just talking about with Nick Aldis, she has that. She, she, she yeah. naturally has that. Um, and I'm not sure there's another woman out there that has all of that, that has that complete total package. It factor. I mean, she, she is like the female version of Lex Luger, but with the rocks energy, like yeah. Lex Luger never had that kind of charisma. He was, he was always more like Drew McIntyre than, than Stone Cold Steve Austin. There was always some, you know, part of authenticity, you know, or, you know, spark that connected with everyone missing from Jade's got it. Jade, 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 Jade no, I agree. She owns her shit. So, yeah. Uh, so, I, I just don't think that AEW knows how to do anything except for book matches and right. minor stories, and they don't know how to do really anything else besides that. <laughs> Even on things they've done, like they brought a lot of like hip hop people and celebrities on, but they don't advertise it in advance. They don't market it. They don't. They don't. They don't uh, advertise and they don't promote it heavily after the fact. It's just weird. So she's she was 
She's right. She was limited there, and right. I think WWE has taken her to the next level perfectly. But I'm sure I, I'm yeah, going I to give AEW credit for getting her to the point where she could be taken to the the next level by a wrestling company. Like, and that, yeah, that's true. And you know, and you know, as you were speaking, that made me even think because you given AEW's credit. She did try it for WWE, I think, way before AEW, and they said no. They gave her a pass. She went to AEW, and they saw what she can do, and they realized the money that they can make with her. And I think the great thing, uh, one of the things WWE is so great at is presentation. I don't know if AEW have that when it comes to their stars. Uh, WWE does, because like I said, these just these appearances alone, I, I'm sitting there saying, like, wow, I can't wait till we see what she can actually do, when they actually use her and what they can do with, or what they do with her. I'm very excited to see where they go and what route yeah. that they go. And I did want to touch a little bit, um, right. if I can go back a little bit, when you were talking about the stare down, you were talking about Cody and Roman. You know, I I, I thought that um, when they did take the titles off uh, Cody and Jay, I was like, wow, why, what was the whole point of it? But I feel like there was that bridge right there just to let you know that the story between Cody and Roman is not done. Because a lot of people now, Oh, I think at this point they they're sitting there saying, "Who's Roman going to face at Mania?" It's Cody. I just I, I'm sitting there saying, "But how do we get there?" Because I don't Jimmy think he's the Jimmy. Because mm-hmm. yeah, no that too. Interaction with Fastlane when they could have. You know, I thought yeah. they were going to cost each other each other's matches, and they mm-hmm. and 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 they they did they didn't even they weren't even like ships passing mm-hmm. the night. So no. you know, so so Jimmy's still there, and it's you know this is all a spillover. From Bloodline and and Judgment Day and even the stuff with Drew and and I mean it's all it's all spun off from the success of the Bloodline. But but go on. No, I mean I think you said a lot of uh, fantastic stuff because I didn't even think about uh, Jimmy and Jay because um, right they were able to have their stare down Roman and I mean they pretty much already start uh, putting the seed up for WrestleMania 40. It was uh, what I was trying to get at. So I thought that was smart. Um, I'm not a big fan of belts being passed, and I'm not saying. Oh, everyone needs to hold the title for like eight years. No, it don't need to do that. But I'm just not a big fan of passing. But I think for this, for the story, it did what it needed to do. And it also might even set up something for uh, Survivor Series. Um, I thought last year, because a lot of people thought Judgment Day should have been in those war game matches. I didn't think so because the bloodline was, I mean, that was the story, uh, the top story in WWE. So you have to have the bloodline. But do you think that we get a uh, uh, bloodline judgment day against a bunch of uh, Cody and the Avengers at uh in, in the war games? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I mean I think we'll definitely get bloodline versus uh, I, I don't uh, versus Cody and the Avengers though I'm not sure it might it, maybe it'll be Judgment Day I I'm not sure I right. mean, that's the thing I don't know and it's great I it's it's great that it's not that obvious and we're Mm-hmm. You know, a month out from it, it, it you know, it's terrific because it could it could be Bloodline versus Cody and the Avengers. I don't know who Bloodline would pick up as their, you know, fourth person, um, but uh, you know, or it could be Judgment Day versus Cody and and the Avengers. And mm-hmm. you know, Bloodline has four people, five oh, if you, if you count JD McDonough. You know. You know. Well, you know, like they wouldn't have Rhea in the match. They would have oh, right, 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 the, right, right. Four, the four guys would be like how you mentioned uh, Finn, uh, uh, Dom, and 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 Priest and and JD, and that makes you go. And they, last year they did five, right? It was five on five, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So I don't, okay. I don't know who the fifth guy would be. That that's that. right. But the funny thing is, like, mm-hmm. you think it would be Drew, but you're not really sure whose side he's on. Right. Right. He's not on the side of. Uh, um, they're slowly turning him hill. So I I don't but that the question is, do they is he hill at that point? 
because they're doing a slow burn with him, which I think is great. Where they didn't just flat out, you know, do it right away. Sometimes they pull the trigger right away, mm-hmm. but that's why I sit here and wonder: Do they turn him hill by November? Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. I think the answer is mm-hmm. yes, because I think it's going to be the same time that Priest gets pushed over that to turn face or gets kicked out to turn face. So they're going sure. to sort of trade big guys and then their roles will heal face. Not necessarily bloodline, not necessarily Judgment Day, but Judgment mm-hmm. Day. But by the way, this I think is the best character mm-hmm. that Drew McIntyre, the best character work, the best acting Drew McIntyre has done his entire career. This, this like sort of this last. 10 12 weeks of you know i'm not everybody's hero i'm not a bad guy i'm just in it for me i'm not getting involved with everyone else's business and he's making a lot of sense and this is what he's been missing this is that that authenticity this feels real because he's Mm -hmm. using something real to turn himself heel and he's he's always sort of like suffered from what i was just saying lex luger or, or you know more modern adam page you know adam page lacks the authenticity to feel like a tough guy he everything he does in the ring is great everything he does outside the ring stinks um drew isn't as bad but he he lacks like i always feel like he's acting right. now no, this, this this feels real or as real as it gets with you know with, okay. with so i'm i'm really enjoying that i'm really enjoying the whole story but one last piece on the outside world and wrestling. Oh. And Logan Paul won a fight this week. And after it, he called out Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Obviously, that's going to be a crown jewel kind of thing. Um, but, you know, again, I guess WWE getting some mainstream press from a mainstream. I, I'm very much on the record of saying as impressed as I am with Logan Paul, and I'm impressed as hell with, with how he's picked up this wrestling thing. It's It's yeah. been nothing short of amazing. Um but I don't like him. I, I think he's a bad guy. I think it's just a matter of time before, like Matt Riddle or Jeff Hardy, he embarrasses you so much that that it's so obvious yeah, that, you that you shouldn't have him affiliated with you. Um, and I know I'm probably a hypocrite because you're like, you don't care about Saudi Arabia. I, countries are different than people, you know. And and mm-hmm. someone paying you fifty five million dollars a show is is you know is going to cure a lot of woe, <laughs> I guess, or 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 resolve a lot there's no you know there's, there's very little corporate morality in the world to expect it is is nice but it's anyway logan paul ray mysterio jr what are your thoughts uh I think, I, I, think, head. <laughs> I thought logan paul did right because when i want to fight in elementary school i called out ray mysterio too so i think he did uh he did one of my moves so shout out to him um okay so my thing about this uh, i agree with what you said about logan paul he's really impressive in the ring uh but he going, he's going. So there's a few things, right? There's a there's a few things, and there's, and my my brain has like seven different thoughts, but I'll I'll stick with two. Um, so Logan Paul against Rey Mysterio, does he win the United States Championship, and then is he because he's not a full time wrestler? So then we have another part time champion, and then I also say, what about Santos Escobar? Because I thought that's what we were going for. I thought we were going for Rey Santos Escobar. Santos beat Rey. And even turn heel, and I, I, I didn't mind that so much. Um, not that I don't, um, I mind his babyface stuff, but I'm like, yeah, you know, if he goes heel, I, I mean, I, I, one, I think you put some more hills. I don't know if it's what's the ratio between babyface and heel, like on top of my head. But I say, well, you know, you have a heel faction, you have Santos Escobar, there's the other two dudes, um, and I always forget their names, but then they probably would have something more matter. to do. Pin eater and pin eater one and pin eater two. Wild and, and Cruz del Toro. 
but I thought that's the route we were going to. And that's not. And it looks like they might do him and uh, um, Paul at um, Saudi, like you said, Saudi. So I don't know. I, I, I my thoughts are, are they gonna, are they going to give this guy the belt? And obviously, if they did, they would do it because he has name value. And you know, when he goes outside and he's drinking his prime and he's outside going, "Oh yeah, I did it." Uh, I don't know. We'll just say a name. I did it. Uh, you is that what's going to happen? Well, a couple things. One, I think Logan Paul's record in singles matches in WWE is like one in three or one in four. Yeah, um, I think he won one tag match when he was a face. You know, two. So. Because he beat he beat um Miz in that single, so it's like yeah. two and two and well, three. Or something. Well, I, I, I'm 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 just saying singles. I think he's only won oh. one singles match. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, right, right. So he he typically loses, and 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 I think he will lose to Rey Mysterio Jr. I don't think the the story with you know the LWO and you know Bobby's crew is you know you know hurt profits whatever we want to call them is mm-hmm. is done yet. I just think you know. Crown Jewel in the beginning was just an exhibition show. It was just like it, it was almost yeah. like the NXT show last week where they just put like everyone on it, you know, you know, sometimes for no real particular reason. Um yeah. just to get just to spark it up. Yeah. Then, no, then yeah. it turned into another pay-per-view where it's like 75% real canon, but 25% is still, you know, sort of uh, you know, uh, the parade and the carnival. I don't know what this year's crown jewel will be, but but this match is definitely within that 25% of the parade and carnival stuff. This is this is the show business part. This is the stuff sure. to make the, the royal family happy that they brought it here to get the, the you know, mainstream coverage and you know and and to feel like it's money well spent. There's, you know, this internet sensation star Logan Paul here and Ray Mysterio Jr., a legend. I, I I think that's all it is. This is this is the exhibition match part of crown jewel, which is no longer entirely an exhibition show, but still mm-hmm. partly is. You know, I, I just had a thought and maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe cause my brain is just wild. You, uh, mentioned how, um, the hurt business or, uh, or hurt business or hurt profits, right. Mm-hmm. They're not done with the LWO or Ray Mysterio. Right. Do you think, do you think like they help Logan Paul beat up Ray Mysterio and then Logan Paul joins the hurt profit? <laughs> And he just give them a bunch of then they become the prime profits. I I don't think so for a couple of reasons. One because he is only a part timer, and is there mm-hmm. the other thing is he immediately would overshadow this. And you're trying to get someone mm-hmm. over, preferably both of the profits, but at least Montez Ford. Bobby's already over, but you don't want to diminish him. And you're immediately the star is is this you know Logan Paul character, and I, I don't think mm-hmm. and and that overshadows both the LWO. And the her profits and and so that that very much sounds like something a mistake Vince would make. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a Triple H mistake. By the way, last week, yeah. folks, sure. When I was listing off the people who joined AEW that on the roster, and I couldn't read my own handwriting, the name was Kota Ibushi. <laughs> That's who I forgot. Kota Goddamn Ibushi. Uh, <laughs> I have to laugh because like it was literally after the show. I think it was a day after you said Kota Ibushi. And then he said, that's the name. I said, well, you got it now, buddy. You got it now. Yeah, just just too go. late. And the thing is, is, Steve took like five days to download the show, but he didn't put it in the description. Well, he did put it in the description. I never read the description, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so, so you know, there's some other matches for Crown Jewel, uh, but we have 
at least one show between Crown Jewel, probably two. I don't know if you'll be on both of them, but as the pattern seems to be the yes, you will. So we'll talk about sure. Crown Jewel. But so this week we have week one of Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc is going to be the next two Tuesdays. Um, and Halloween Havoc night one is really shaping up to be like Evolution 2. It is, it's like 80% women's wrestling. Um, and NXT two nights ago was like 75% women's wrestling. And it was a great show. Um, and I don't know, they, they, like the abundance of, this is another thing that, and this ties into our conversation about Jade. I have so sure. much confidence that she can do well because they've turned so many college athletes and people from, from the, in the NIL program that had either very little or no indie wrestling experience and have turned them into functional wrestlers in a very short time. Kalani Jordan, I think has been wrestling six months. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Sol Ruka, she was in the system a while. She got hurt. Nikita Lyons. I mean, but these are just names we know. I mean, from the breakout tournament, like, like all of these women can have competent, okay matches. They're all as good as Sky Blue. You know, not you know, not they're, they're mostly all at least at Dana Brooke prime level or better than Dana Brooke after eight to ten years in the system. I mean, so so. It, you know the embarrassment of riches that they have uh, in the women's division. It's like it's like almost going to necessitate that they put a woman an all women show on TV, um, and I think that they should. But anyway, here's what we've got. Oh, um, so in one of the non women matches for the tag team titles, it's La, Fam La Familia Don Tony Tony D'Angelo and Chaz, who I don't like, um, versus Chase Hugh uh, with the Assistance of sort of evil JC Jane with I love Jane, turn Jane. to the dark right turn to the dark side Thea Hal, which is it, you know, it's sort of funny because it it it's like she's helping them but she hates them and it it's like it, it's like a fun little wrestling story. It's it's not like it hasn't been done before. Right. I mean, it's almost like Jimmy's helping the bloodline, but he's not quite in the bloodline, but but he thinks he is. Right. They think yeah. he's not like it's sort of the opposite. Like JC knows she's not part of Chase U. But yeah, I was say, she's not delusional. Right. She knows, but they think that maybe she is. You know, you know, Duke's happy to have her. Thea's like, "Fuck all you all," but I'm definitely Chase U. And and Mr. Chase, like, is, if they have a little bit of success, he's excited. So, well, I don't. Well, I think that they're a horrible tag team, and like all the other tag teams were better there in this. It's a fun little story, and that's fine. So it's for the tag team titles. Um, I am predicting that La Familia retain. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I don't see them dropping the titles to chase you. I just wanted to say, because you was giving JC Jane, I wanted to make sure I give her props anytime I'm on air and show. JC Jane's a fantastic friend. I think she's great. I think she's been great uh, getting um, Thea away from the clutches of uh, Andre Chase. And uh, I, uh, I'm i for her taking over. Her and Duke, honestly. I've been cheering for Duke, but Duke has been pissing me off. So shout out to Chase. Uh, JC Jane. Listen, I was on the Duke Hudson needs to be fired wagon for a long time, but mm -hmm. ever since this thing with Chase, like it took me a it's while to admit so that I was liking it, and mm -hmm. I do like it. I don't know the yeah. Chase University thing is so stupid. I don't think it would work anywhere, <laughs> but so stupid. And and Andre Chase is really like everything I hate in a wrestler, but he sure. but he'd be everything I'd like in a manager. Like he he like reminds me of like sort of like the mm -hmm. like. Gary Hart sort of meets Bobby Heenan. Not as good as either of them, but he's like, you mm -hmm. can see him in a suit but being a, a loudmouth, you know, loud, that, that takes bumps like Bobby Heenan would. Ah, 
Well, that's a, that's a good comparison when you say Bobby. Heenan. I'm not familiar with uh, was that Gary Hart? Yeah, he, he oh, was okay. big in WCCW. He's sort of oh. looked like the sinister minister without the without the sinister part of it. Just he just but bald just guy, mi- just minister, yeah. just minister. So, sort of like, looked like evil Kojak. Oh, that's so, evil. Yeah. So we have Lyra <laughs> Valkyria versus Becky Lynch for the NXT Women's Title. I guess the story is two Irish girls met at you know at the same school but a mm-hmm. decade apart. You know, hero versus the you know the student. Well, never the student, but the person who looked up to them. Oh. Um, but the uh, trainee, no the yeah, super trainee. Yeah. yeah, she only trained with her once. But anyway, I know what you're saying. Um, anyway, Thank you. There is. I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that Becky Lynch is losing his title to Lyra Valkyria, but I, I feel that they have tons of confidence in, in Lyra as well as Blair Davenport that they can move them up to the main roster anytime they want, but I think right now they're really happy to have them working with the younger women and the, you know that the, these two ladies are sort of like their Serena mm-hmm. Deeb and Mercedes Martinez, sort of like Natty is on the main roster. You know, They're sort of the gatekeepers. You know, mm. they're the ones that work with the, the new ones. So, but uh, uh, Becky retains. So that's what I'm saying anyway. Ooh, um, uh, so with this one, uh, as I make a lot of grunts and noises uh, in this audio podcast. Uh, so for me, I, I feel like they have been pushing Lyra for a reason. You know, they've, I, I thought they've been protecting her, making her get some, uh, get a lot of wins, showcasing her a lot. I, I, and I didn't think so soon um, she would win the title. So it's rough for me to sit here and say Lyra, but I'm going to go on a hunch because I'm going to go on a hunch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the opposite. I think she takes the title from Becky. Oh, okay. I'm, here's, I'm here's, that here's a couple of other reasons why I don't think it's it's going to be Lyra. One, sure. NXT, I think, likes to test their people with both face and heel roles. So I think Lyra, you know, maybe losing this, like she starts to lose confidence and maybe she has to have a heel run. Like they, they with mm-hmm. Braun, like he, he went as far as he could, but he was a face. He was getting boring. Everyone knew he was getting boring. So they turned him heel and now, we're, now he's a great heel. He um, is. Yeah. The other reason is that Becky has unfinished promises for title defenses with both Indy Hartwell and Zia Lee. And I think those have to come to fruition. I think those, those are going to happen. So. Yeah, you know those, those are valid points. Those are valid points. Okay. That's your girl too, Zaya Lee. I remember you used to be a big. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and everyone's like, meanwhile, Boa, as far as I know, hasn't been released soon. And, and I have said it on the show, and I will continue to say it in, until China says, "No way are you ever getting a contract in in this country to air your show." Until mm-hmm. they actually say those words, Zaya Lee and Boa will not be released. Um, oh. And and I say it a bunch of times. Endeavor is partly owned. By Chinese money, so oh. um, so you, go. you know if they get TV in China, changes the game for them a thousand percent, or at oh. least or at least a full hundred percent. Um, all right, next matchup: Gigi Dolan versus Blair Davenport in a spin the wheel, make a deal, lights out match, which I assume is like a Texas Death match. I assume it's like a, you can't answer the ten count. 
Oh, I thought it was like a um, what do you call that in AEW? A lights out match, but I guess so. I'm, I'm we'll just say a hardcore match, right? <laughs> is it going to be in the dark? I mean, how you know how are we going to see it, or is it like unsanctioned and the lights are? Yeah, there? that's what I mean, like unsanctioned. Not like they really fight in the dark, which would be great. And then you can see the pow signs when they hit each other. You see the pow poof piff. Uh, but Batman sixty six would ask for their uh gimmick back. Uh, for this one, I got uh, he said Gigi against uh Blair. Yeah, Gigi got to get her win back. Yeah, GG. Did she lose? Yeah, did she lose? While while I'm doing the rollout for this match, the description of the next one, I think it's a great time for you to Google what the lights out matches in NXT. Sure. I got you. I got you. All right. So the next match is uh, is another grudge match, women's match. Roxanne Perez, I still call her Roxy, against Kiana James. Uh, And they are also spun the wheel, made the deal. It's a devil's playground match which I'm assuming this is the Falls Count Anywhere hardcore match. Oh. So, uh, you know, so that's why I'm assuming the lights out is something different. They're like, they, you, got, you're not, you're, you're, uh, you're, you got knocked out, your lights went out, so you can't answer a 10 count. But guess what else is the Devil's Playground? But I, So I, I did a quick Google, um, uh-huh. and it said a lights out match. A lights out match is a no disqualification match where lighting on the arena has been limited during the match. That's what I got from a Wikipedia. Right, well, Thank hopefully you, there'll be lots of cool stuff in black light and with weird colors mm-hmm. and spooks and scares. I don't know what the difference is between Lights Out and a Devil's Playground match. Maybe the Lights Out match is just in dimmed and Devil's Playground is that falls count anywhere and and you know weapons. Well, let me, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick uh, Google about this too. Oh, it's basically a hardcore match. So basically, they're saying hardcore but in different languages. So, so this both, one, both hardcore matches, just one with the lights dimmed. Yeah, there we go. Okay. That's what I'm getting out here. I, I'm I'm guessing one of them requires that you lose in the ring and the other one doesn't. Yeah, um, probably so. All right. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Anyway, as mm-hmm. much as I would love for Kiana James to win, she she's great. She could be on the main roster six months ago. She's the Miz. She's she's the bad guy Miz. She can lose. It doesn't take anything away from her character. It doesn't matter. They can they can turn her on anytime they want. And Roxy, they seem to be you know, into her like for whatever her. reason. So, um, yeah. Though I, I seem to be picking all faces here. Um, so you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Keanu James. I'm gonna. Oh. But I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. But I'm gonna go with Keanu James anyway. You got another chance to change your mind. I know, but I'm not. You know. All right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with Roxanne. Uh, yeah, Roxanne. I'm gonna make sure I say her name right. But Roxanne, uh, I see her getting the win. Um. Yeah, no, that's it. Period. All right. So now we have two semifinals matches in the women's breakout tournament. We have Kalani Jordan versus Ariana Grace. That's um, Santina uh, Morella's daughter. That's right. Actual beauty queen contestant. That's her gimmick. So she started doing that. Uh, and then the other match is someone Petro- Petrovic versus it's Lola. Car- it's Carmen. Uh, uh, and you said the last name. Petrovic. Yes. There you go. So she's doing like a samurai warrior, like, uh, you know, Kill Bill kind of thing, but she's a face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am picking. All right. So if I pick both Ariana Grace and Lola Vice, then we're going to have heel on heel. So now I'm going to pick Kalani Jordan because they they fired Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan's been doing great. Uh, Ariana Grace, you know, she, you know, she, she beats some nobody because Apparently, Jakara Jackson, I guess, was legit not cleared to wrestle. So they put in yeah. someone who looked like if Thea Hale and Sol Ruka had a child 
and they grew up to be a wrestler. I don't know who this woman was. I'm sure she's a very nice woman. Mm-hmm. She was fine, but I, you know, I, I, I actually think the buy would have been fine. Um, but I'm going to go with Kalani Jordan on this one as, yep. as a face win, and I'm going with Lola Vice against Petrovic uh, to be the heel. So we have Kalani Jordan against Lola Vice, which actually I think is a, a, a great finals for week two. I concur with everything that you just said there because I do believe Kiana, uh, Kalani. I'm sorry, I just know these women with uh, K's in their names, but um, she, uh, I see them. Uh, I honestly see her winning the whole thing. Um, but uh, and Lola, they 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 like her. Uh, that What's NXT. Not like? hmm? What's yeah. not to like? She 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 she's a legit badass from from oh, MMA. Yeah. She, yeah, you know, you know, she cut off the people complaining that they're not using her real name. She's like, I like Lola Vice. I love that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, her and Electra Lopez are an awesome team. Um, I agree. I think that was a smart pairing because I, there was a period where Electra Lopez, right? Not to go too off track, but she was with Lagalda from Tasma. They didn't call mm-hmm. her up, and she was just by herself. And I thought putting these two together, and I know they don't have the NXT Women Tag Titles anymore, but I was like, well, you know, at least they have some. Because I'm just a fan of uh, uh, if you have a tag division, you have actual tag teams, and they mm-hmm. look like an actual tag team. So, yeah. So well, yeah. they still have women tag teams, and they do go cross brand. I mean, they, we we saw Chelsea and Piper. Albeit shortly on NXT this week, but yeah, so true. All right, so now we have uh, which actually now looking over this face heel thing, I guess both Chase U and the La Familia they're both face teams, so it's yeah, so all right, whatever. All right, (laughs) next next match is the strangest match is that Robert Stone got so all up in his feelings and he's so mad at Braun Breaker for almost killing uh, Von Wagner, who I still don't care about. I'm sorry, not sorry at all. Uh, so take challenges Braun Breaker to a match at Halloween Havoc. Um, Braun is going to kill this guy. This, this this is going to be your four minute match, including a lot of Robert Stone, you know, running away or trying to punch Braun, and Braun just laughing at at the blows. But then you know, you know, uh, Robert Stone will get his you know ninety seconds of offense in, and then Braun's just going to kill him. You know, I, uh, you know, uh, Jeff. I think you're one of the most brilliant minds I've ever uh, come across. But I got to say, and say I disagree. I, I think uh, <laughs> Mr. Stone has uh, he has fooled. He's put the wool on Braun Breaker. And what's going to happen is he's going to get in the ring. Braun is going to do Braun things. Mr. Stone is going to take off his shirt and become extra Jack, and he's going to pound this guy into Pound Town. And I think that's a terrible place to go, especially in midnight. Um, He's gonna be like the the gardener from The Simpsons or Ned. Oh yeah! The, the <laughs> what was, I forgot that guy's name. Uh, he was Irish, right? You talking mm-hmm. about? Um, I think it was Willie. Scott. Oh, Willie. Scottish Willie. Yeah, Willie. Willie, right? Yeah, it's um, Willie. So um, you but think, I, you don't think it's gonna be Vaughn coming in that helps? Uh, yeah, I do. No, I, I, I honestly do. I was um as I was going through my bit here, but yeah, I do think that Vaughn does come back, uh, especially since they showed the video and he um. When he was training, he was doing something with this, uh, not why it was like a towel or something yeah, like that, trying to get know, it's like those exercise bands, those elastic yeah. bands that, that people do that have like like very little resistance. Oh, mm-hmm. that was so bad that whole segment. Oh, you wasn't a fan of it? No, I everything was Von Wagner. It's just like I, I just wish the Willy Rhinoceri would come and just just impale him from both sides and just finish the job. Oh my just, god, just have a bunch of mastodons, you know, stampede him and go. And then the woolly mammoth picks him up and they go, you belong to the bear clan in Urkusk, Siberia, and take you back home. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know why. It just sounded like that movie. I can't think of it as what? Enter the Naruto or something like that. I can't. I don't know why. It just sounded like some with mythical characters and they just take Von away. The what? I don't know. It's, it begins with an N, Jeff. I don't know. Enter the Naruto. Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah, that. Thank you. I was so close. I speak wrong. <laughs> you do. You clearly do. Because when I said that, you immediately hit you. I just know that the movie had a background and it was blue. So right. there you go. I go by I go by colors. All right. So it's also oh Lexus King's debut. That is Brian yes. Pillman Jr. Uh, Alexis is the name of one of his sisters. King is the last name of one of his sisters. So that's where the name came from. Mm -hmm. I personally would have had him go by Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, but you know, I have a feeling maybe it was his idea because he wants to form his own thing. I know WWE lo loves owning IP, um, yeah. but in any event, they did a. They did enough, you know, they've done like six vignettes now, and clearly they're not running away from the fact that he's Brian Pillman's son. And, right. You know, and then he's saying this. But, I mean, I imagine this is going to be a squash match. This is going to be against, like, someone like Big Body Javi or Tozawa or, like, like who's a face, like, loser? I love, that's I love, uh, oh, God. Um it, it used to be. It would have been Andre Chase, except he's already spoken. I was see. I was gonna. I was thinking Andre. Um, but I can't think of anyone on top of my head right about now. No, I mean, Hank I, Wilson maybe. Uh, oh, what you mean either Hank or Tank? Yeah, it could be one of those two jabronis. I mean, it would have been Miles Bourne, but he's not with the the the. You know, not the Diamond Mine guys. The Drew Gulak. Oh, uh, yeah, Drew, yeah, 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 yeah. No, they, there they are. Um, I did want to ask you, uh, what did you think real quick before we, because I agree with you, Lexus King, just to answer you, because it's his debut match. I mean, I think it would look foolish, but um, what have you thought about the his promos, the, the, the vignettes that they were showing with it? I, I think they've been excellent. I mean, I think they've done an awesome job. So chronicling mm -hmm. like where he came from, the, 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 the TV clips yeah. were good. The whole thing was interesting. His look is good. He's certainly not running away from his father's look. Uh, yeah, he has shown more personality than he did in all his time in AW and all his time in MLW and wherever else that I've seen him in drips and drabs. Um, mm -hmm. And for all those who say the WWE creative stinks, I mean, one they've obviously improved. You know, obviously it's not HBK's creative and 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 not Triple H's unfettered creative because it's pretty good. Um, and in AEW, I would say that that most of the wrestlers have carte blanche to sort of do what they want. That's that's the freedom they talk about. I think it's been something that sounded great but has worked out to be bad because you, you see the same angles. You'll see two squash matches on the same show. Stories mm -hmm. don't make sense. T face and heel turns happen like routinely with no sense whatsoever, whatever it is. Um but I, I'll say that Brian Pillman himself probably didn't know what to do with the character. He probably didn't know how to do anything except I'm a jock. Yay. People are going to love me because I'm, I'm my father's son. Um, and, you know, WWE is saying we can work with that, but let, let's let's try this. Let's, let's add depth. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So whatever it is, if it's from him or from them, whatever it is, so far, so good. I mean, obviously, it hasn't, hasn't had a match yet. But he's an okay wrestler. I mean, he's he's not coming in from nothing. So you know, I don't think he's going to embarrass himself. He's he'll, he'll be fine. Whether or not when we, when he comes in, we'll be like, oh my god, he's as good as Carmelo Hayes, or you know, right, right. Or, or if he's closer to like you know, uh, I don't know who who's one of the newer guys that that like Trick Will Trick Williams who came in knowing nothing, green, being green as grass, but now people love him so much that they want him on the main yeah. roster, which 
hold your horses, not ready, but you know, if he's more, is he going to be more like Trick Williams skill set wise, or he's going to be more like Carmelo Hayes, is, who's really polished already? I can see him being in the middle. I mean, because he has some ring experience, but I, I mean, and like you said, you said uh, drips and drag, because I haven't watched a lot of him. Um, I do got to say he looked more like his father working hair than I know they always said it in uh, AEW, he looked like his father, but for whatever reason, maybe it's the hair, the way the hair looks. It's the hair. Kinda, it's the hair, right? And and the yeah. facial hair also, and the, and the, how they did the the two coloring and the the just yeah. the lighting, everything of it. They got they got it right because I mean he resembles his father, but he doesn't really look like his father. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really their hair isn't if you have them side to side, it it, it really isn't same. all that similar. Like right. like Brian Pillman Senior's hair was more like Kenny Omega's than it is like his son's. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it it's been good. It's been exciting. So good, we good. also have. Before the next show, Battle of the Belts. I think it's Battle of Belts 7, which is going to be the third hour of Collision, I believe, this week. Yeah, I, think I heard something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So on this, the only three title matches I'm aware of at this moment are is Chris Statlander putting up her TBS Women's Championship against Willow Nightingale, another face versus face, but Statlander's a terrible, terrible face, and Willow like Sky Blue, who seems to be dark blue uh, or getting dark blue, has also tasted Julia Hart's mist, which slowly turns you to evil. Ooh. A heel Willow, who, like Sky Blue and Willow are two of the women wrestlers who have got over on their own, and like mm-hmm. the crowd actually organically loves them. And turning them heel, I think, is atrociously stupid. Mm-hmm. Um but it seems like that that's where they're going to go, especially with Chris Statlander. I'm sorry. she She's probably the nicest woman in the world, mm-hmm. but she's a terrible face. She doesn't come off like a face. She doesn't speak like a face. She doesn't wrestle like a face. Even when she does sign language, you know, you do your face is very expressive when you do sign language, which it's part of the language. It's But, but it does look like a heel when you're do, when you're making the, you know, it's sort of like says everything sort of like, fuck you. Uh, you know, like you, you do, but not to me. Uh, like the Italian fingers in the hand. Or the, but anyway, uh, I see them turning Willow heel. Wow. Um, I don't know how. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, especially with Jade in WWE now, I think that Chris Statlander retains. I see her definitely retain it. I didn't, I don't uh, watch enough. So who said Sky Blue? So I'm not familiar with her. Willow, I'm familiar with. I've seen some of her stuff. Matter of fact, I've seen her wrestle uh, live once or so. Seemed like such a sweet girl. I just couldn't even see her as a, like, she would have to kick a dog for me to believe she could be a hill because I just don't see it in her. Uh, she, she reminds me of, like, mm-hmm. like, a little bit of Dusty Rhodes, but more like the, the Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant. She no. seems happy, you know. She's yeah. a, and she's a good wrestler, but she's also a powerhouse. Yeah. But she balances mm-hmm. those two things, so she's mm-hmm. not like all candy corn. And Sky Blue, like, yeah, people like their ass and they think she's cute and all that. But she was working as a like again, like th- these are two women in in a women's division that's largely underserved, and they were getting over on their own as faces and and turn them home for for Julia Hart. I'm sorry, for Ju- Julia Hart just ain't it. And this whole Miss thing is stupid, and it's tied to House of Black, and nobody's seen House of Black in, in a while. I mean, I don't know what any of this is about. So, um, But like you said, how do you turn Willow heel? Maybe you can't. Maybe, maybe you can't. Um, maybe it's a test for her, but I don't think Tony Khan's that smart. Uh-uh. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. Next I match agree. is recently recaptured inter- international champion Orange Cassidy. Uh, facing, He's going to face the winner of a three-way match, which will be on Rampage, with the winner of one of three, these three studs, totally deserving of a title shot, uh, much like Emi Sakura deserved another title shot against Hikaru Shida, much like Willie Mack deserved a shot of the Ring of Honor TV title champion, uh, after going two and two in Ring of Honor. Um, so here are the studs they have. John Silver from the Dark Order, Brother Zay, Isaiah Cassidy from the Team Hardy Party, and Kip Sabian. I don't know that I've seen any of these guys win a match. You know, I think I know I, I know the Dark Order won that tag team battle royal to get a, a Ring of Honor titles, tag team title shot. I know that the Hardys and Zay won one trios match. Um, Kip Sabian, I don't think I've ever seen him win a match. And the match he absolutely should have won was the one against Orange Cassidy, where it was actually possibly the best employment of ring psychology, telling a story in the ring, a non-traditional story in the ring that I've ever seen. And that moment forward, I became a Kip Sabian fan. Anyway. Oh, really? Orange Cassidy will be facing the winner of Silver, Zay, Kip Sabian, Obviously, I think Kip Sabian should win this and should win the title, but because it's um, Tony Khan and he has his favorites, it's obviously going to be John Silver, um, and he's going to lose, and Orange Cassidy's going to retain. Yeah, I see Orange Cassidy retain. I know I didn't name who uh, <laughs> who's going to win this. Um, this would have been a good spot to bring in. Uh, you said, uh, who owns this uh, thing? You always mentioned Warner Discovery, right? Warner Discovery. Yeah. Don't they own like the Flintstones and stuff like that? Because <laughs> I, uh, I, I just think this would be a great spot for Barney Rubble. But um, uh, well, who? John Silver is sort of like Barney Rubble. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in with the brown thing. Um, that was great. You're a comic um, book guy, right? I am. So, you remember so, Alpha Flight? Alpha Flight? No, please elaborate. I still want to understand this bit. Please go Al- on. Alpha Flight was the Canadian superhero team, and their mission was basically to get Wolverine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I gotta look this up. I'm gonna look this well, up. They, they have a character named Puck, and to me, John Silver is Puck. I gotta look this up now. Puck. Uh, okay. Um, he's, it's basically, the, it's, he's basically a short combination, sort of like a mini. He's like basically like a human bullet. He bounces around like a like a like a ping pong, not a ping pong ball, like a a pinball ball. But he's like he, he's like four four and a half feet tall. He's like even shorter than Wolverine. But he's you know but he's also you know tough as a basically he's a fire hydrant. Is this him? Yeah. Him? Okay. Okay. I looked him John up. Silver, now, right I, now I want to. <laughs> this is great. Like if John oh. Silver doesn't go to Comic Cons as a fan dressed as Puck, he's a dummy. Yo, Puck is. Yeah. No. This. This. This actually is really fitting. Uh, because he's. Because you know the thing with John Silver, he's a short, a small dude, but he's strongest. I mean, I'm pretty sure the man could just lift a house up. Um. Uh. Going I forward to this house up. Uh, you don't think? So? Oh, you're right. Maybe two houses, no. but uh, oh no, I mean, maybe like a Barbie doll house. I still want to see him flip over something. That would be great. Um, uh, uh these three men. Um, John Silver. I know you're never seen... picking between men, huh? <laughs> huh? I, uh, no, it, it it is rough. I mean, this is this is usually how I am on um one of them sites. I don't know. You, yeah, I'm always swiping. Um, who do swiping I go? For no swiping. Swiping, no swiping. I saw him too, and I swiped. Uh, but I'm gonna go <laughs> with um, 
damn, who am I going to go with with this one? It's rough because none of these guys, I don't, I don't see, like, I guess you could put you're any the, of them. You're the new guy. You don't have to. You already picked Orange Cassidy is going to beat whoever it is. It's, okay, there we go. All right. That, I think that made it so much easier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a McGruffin. Um, Thank you. Right, Thank you for the McGruffin law. And the other title match that I know of, I mean, there might be others that are announced between now and then, are the Acclaimed, which are having like a really weird storyline with Max Caster, like basically yeah. trying to seduce MJF, who's got about 17 stories going around him. So I don't want to be a hypocrite, because I do like it when everybody is going for the, the, the top title. But mm -hmm. the stories don't need to be so overt, and it's not really clear that Caster wants the title. It's more like he wants... MJF's friendship and maybe to be like at least friends with benefits, um, which is fine if that's what they dig. But you also have something with Kenny Omega going on. You got something with Samoa Joe going on. You got the Juice Robinson going on, which is tied into the Jay White thing going on. Yeah. You also have the Adam Cole thing in the background, which I mean, I assume that Roderick Strong and the Kingdom will have something to do with MJF, or maybe they'll just forget about it. And this this very week we had uh, Wardlow come back for a squash match, and he has MJF written on his. Uh, on his wrist really? strap, so yeah, Wardlow yeah. come for MJF too, which very clever writing MJF on his, on his wrist straps a week after Juice Robinson wrote Friedman on a roll of quarters. But I guess your wrist straps, your tape, your mm -hmm. your adhesive tape, uh, you know, couldn't be considered anti-Semitic. So anyway, you know, that's a little bit too much. But that all said, it's the acclaim versus the totally no longer Jericho Appreciation Society, who all are still sticking together, sort of, almost, maybe, although they're fighting internally after putting up a united front, and Anna JAS, or formerly JS, was with them. Now she isn't. Maybe she is. I don't know. Don't really care. So it's Daddy <laughs> Magic, uh, Matt Maynard, who has a problem with Danny Garcia and is dancing, and being, even though the dancing is the sports entertainer bit, which is what Matt Maynard should like, because he doesn't like the pro wrestlers, but I don't know. And uh, Cool Hand Angelo Parker with Daniel Garcia, I assume Jake Hager will be in their corner. Nobody cares. Uh, I assume that whatever's going on with Matt Castor doesn't matter. That the claim will retain these titles as well. I agree. I don't see them dropping the titles. I think they just wanted to put some bodies on there just to, you know, put those titles out there and people to just beat and stuff like that. Um, you said a lot of stuff. I mean, you said like eighteen. You said eighteen things in under like a minute, which is impressive. Um, you you mentioned this stuff with uh, Wardlow, and he has uh, well MJF on his wrist. He's been doing it for a few uh, weeks. Well, yeah, has MJF on on. Okay, I think it's just that they they finally acknowledge it this week. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, you know, they say Juice Robinson was doing it with the quarters for years, but they finally yeah. sort of made a big deal of it. And but anyway, this one's not too. It's fine, you know. It's it's okay. And mm -hmm. you know, and then he. You know, Tony Schiavone wants to talk to him. Wardlow bumped into him, shoulder bumped him, and right. Tony, you know, took a took took an asser and fell down. And <laughs> Wardlow got booze, so I guess Wardlow's heel again. Um, and I guess they were still trying to pretend that MJF is actually a face, uh, which he doesn't really act like a face. I mean, to this week he bribed Dustin Rhodes with fifty dollars to 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 eliminate Juice Robinson. Now, why he needed to bribe anyone, I don't know, because they were in a battle royal for the diamond ring. Why anyone cares about that, I don't know. But, I mean, eliminating Juice Robinson should have been on Dustin's agenda anyway. And if you're giving out 50s, first of all, if you're bribing, bri you know, give some respectful amounts of money. And if you're going to be bribing, why yep. wouldn't you bribe everybody in, in that thing? 
that's that is a valid point. Like, why not <laughs> make your chances even better? Hey, I'll pay you. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure on him. That would have been. I mean, he was doing that before he did this old mm -hmm. babyface thing. He was telling people you had to. What was it? The 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 trust in Max. Whatever the thing is, you had to go through this all these things just so you could face him. So yeah, why didn't he do that? That's that's brilliant. Yeah. And maybe he he looked at Dustin and said, "You can use 50. Fifty is your top because I do agree. Like that is very insulting. <laughs> sure is. I mean, I don't know. You know, and like giving people bribes is not something that the face does. I mean. You know, but see, I, I, I don't think he's starting. I don't think he's so in the lines of wrestling, right? It's usually Hill, baby. He's that tweener. He's not the baby. He's not the baby face who's going to kiss fat babies. And, uh, you know, like he, he even said in one of the promos, Oh, I'm not the good guy. I'm the scumbag. So he's going to do scummy things. So yeah, I think that's what it is. His, I his mean, line is, and Max Caster said, They said that guy's a scumbag. And he said, yeah. But he's our scumbag. Yeah. And, and I, and, and then this uh, uh, this feud, like he's feuding with um, I don't, I don't know why I almost said MJF is feuding with MJF, but feuding with Jay White. Jay White is the hill, he's the hill, and whatever. But MJF is they're gonna pick him as well, the base. still has the title because there's nobody that's empowered to take the the title belt away from him. Yeah, yeah, that that or that. give him the regular AW title that it hasn't been turned into a Burberry belt. That's that's a valid point. Uh, What's going on with this company? I I don't know. Just just just. Weird, weird stuff. Weird um, behavior. All right. So obviously, since we don't know any of the matches that are in the battle for the belts, and it's an, you know, battle belts is only an hour long, it's probably just these three matches. All right. So mm -hmm. let's talk about something that I don't care about, but maybe you do in the wrestling world talked about. PWR sure. released its top 250 women's list this week. Last last month it was the men. Um I assume it's the same parameters of July to July. Rhea Ripley came in at number one. I really have no actual problem with Rhea Ripley coming in at number one. She's been spectacular. But if the yeah. time frame is July to July, I actually think you could that Bianca has a better case for it if you're using that time frame. I'm, I mean, Bianca was the champion for a full year. Um, and Rhea still hasn't really defended the belt that much. And, you know, she's been mostly with Dominic and Judgment Day, and not that she hasn't been knocking it out of the park. Mm -hmm. um, she had a terrific match at, at WrestleMania, maybe one of the best yeah. matches I've ever seen, but I think from the July to July frame, Bianca Belair actually should have been number one if it's truly that time frame. That's a rough call, because Bianca, she should... What number did she rank in? Because I know they had like she a... Three. Two, she was three. I, um, I think Julia, who's a stardom wrestler, Mm -hmm. um, came in too, who people tell me is great. I've seen pictures of her. She's beautiful. Looks like she'd be a star if she was here, but I, I'd be a liar if I told you they ever saw a match, and if I did, if no, I, I agree. knew that it was her. No, I agree, because I'm looking at this list right now. Bianca was number three. Jamie Hayter was four. Uh, Tamanaki. I know I said that name wrong. Apologies. Uh, Athena, which I I'm glad she made top ten. I mean, I, I don't watch Ring of Honor, but I've heard she's been killing it. Okay. <laughs> no way. I've heard that too. And a couple times I've seen like she's basically coming in with like she's a road war animal gimmick. Like she like she's turned heel and she's killing people. And then she's got like a little apprentice thing with Billy Starks. She yes. may have recently turned face. I don't know because I don't watch Ring of Honor either, but mm -hmm. the Ring of Honor women's champion shouldn't be that high up. I I uh, you don't think so. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I actually, I mean, Jamie Hayter, mm -hmm. I mean, 
Hasn't she been out for half the year? I mean, including even from July, the prior five, six months. I mean, she's been out for a while. No, she has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony Storm's had the title twice since then. I mean, I, I, I think. I, I mean, I. And she was number twelve. I would have put Tony Storm higher as well, um, mm -hmm. even for this time frame. I think that the stuff she's doing now is fun. The execution, hasn't yeah. Been good, she's trying. It's fun. I mean, I don't like how sometimes her. Her makeup is all out of whack, and it looks like she doesn't know where she is. Another time, she's a completely together starlet. I mean, just pick one or the other, and and that's fine. Go with it. Um, mm -hmm. But still, it's in. I mean, the best part of Dynamite was the Tony Storm vignettes were in the picture and picture. I did not fast forward through those commercials. I I, I watched and I read the thing, and it it wasn't it wasn't particularly funny. It wasn't, but but they're trying something, and it's mm -hmm. sort of original and. To credit one of my former podcast partners, Chris Ams from the PwC, he actually proposes a couple of weeks before they started doing it. Now, I don't know if they listened to the PwC, but there were a bunch of times where people from the PwC, be it Chris, be it Jimmy, be it myself, be it some of the guests, and they came to pass like eerily quickly. Um, but anyway, I think that Tony Storm should have been higher, but I don't know. I don't, you know... If, you know, Oscar, how, how can you not have Oscar? How can you not have EO Sky higher or like, like, yeah. had a, a, a good year? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, but like, I introduced this thing saying I don't care about it, and now I'm like pretending like I care. I really don't care about it. No, but it's interesting that you said it because I don't really care about Lassie, but I always think they're fun because I'll look at certain things. I'm like, oh, why didn't that person make it? And you said EO, EO don't even make top 20, and I think she's an easy top 20. And once, and to be fair, for some of these women on this roster, um, on this list, I'm just not familiar with their work. They probably earned it, I'm just not familiar with their work. And Oscar, she came in uh, 11, I thought she had a pretty uh, solid yeah, I mean, Oscar coming 11 over you know, mm -hmm. two people that, that that probably nobody in North America have seen. I yeah, I would have made her. I would have had Oscar in my top ten, but um, but yeah, no, I saw this. Yeah, list what about Tiffany Stratton? Um, not in the top. So I only have like the top twenty in front of me, but I do not see her on here. Like exactly. Roxanne per Roxanne Perez from NXT, she is number fifteen. Jay Cargill is fourteen. Misha Slamovich is thirteen. Twelve is Tony Storm, and eleven is Oscar. Okay, I mean. Let's mm -hmm. Yeah, this is all subjective and allegedly yeah, okay. by the fans or writers or whatever. I, I'm never clear as to which, which one, of the, who votes for what on, on which magazine, whether it's the, the Keller or the Meltzer one or whatever. And again, yeah, yeah. I don't really care. But I mean, I think Tiffany Stratton, Asuka, Eosky all belong there. Tony Storm belong there instead of Jamie Hayter. It's, it's not who you wish was great. It's who had the best year. And if you're injured for, you know, a third or half the year, you don't get in there. Charlotte doesn't get in there because she was gone for a third of the year. Roxanne yeah. Perez missed a few months, so she shouldn't be in there. I mean, so uh, you know, I'm not I'm not skipping over people, you know, for, for no reason. All right. So, but ne neither one of us really care too much about this. So, one of the things that MJF said during, uh, you know, Kenny Omega had an interview and and. You know, he had just had a 20-minute match with Kyle Fletcher, which, Jesus Christ, what a waste of time. You give Kyle Fletcher two 20-minute matches with Brian Danielson, then with Kenny Omega. Why are you pushing a tag team guy in half of a tag team who's never going to be a star in your promotion, who's, who's never going to be a star, period, or if it is, it's going to be in six years. I mean, 
they do this all the time. They do it. They do it with the Martins. They do it with Action Andretti. They, they do it with Commander. They do it with El Hijo de Vikingo. Like Nick Wayne. When, when are they going to learn that you, mm -hmm. you, if everybody is a star in your promotion, nobody's a star in your promotion? Anyway, okay, enough okay. about that. So, so all right. So while they're doing that, MJF comes up to Kenny and pretends that they've never met and introduces himself and says, "You know," Kenny goes, "Okay, yeah, put it there, pal." And then MJF whispers into his ear, but loud enough that we can hear it, 13 days, bitch. So oh. 13 days, I don't know what that is. I don't know if 13 days is the amount of days where MJF will exceed however long Kenny Omega held the title for. If, if mm -hmm. that's, and then Kenny said, well, we'll see about that. So, I mean, it indicates that Kenny will be gunning for MJF within the next, well, 13 days. The other thing that that sprung into my devious mind which probably isn't true is that 13 days is another tuesday and maybe they're putting maybe aw is preempted again to another tuesday and so they want to oh. get another super show up against halloween havoc night night two you know where it's going to be a big show but it's not going to be undertaker john cena la Knight, cody rhodes you know solo Sokoa, you know paul Heyman, big show um i don't know if that's true i have no idea if aw is yeah. I don't know either, and I don't know enough about the lore of AEW and stuff like that. But I'm pretty—I've heard that 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 very first thing that you said—that is his way of saying I'm going to surpass you as the longest reigning AEW champion. If that's the case, I you know I really felt that Kenny's reign was longer, and I actually—I'm not mm -hmm. a big Kenny Omega fan, but I thought his reign was terrific. I, I know that he oh. had a gaggle of six guys with him, or sometimes eight if you count Nakazawa and and uh, Cutler and Don Callis. And sometimes the Good Brothers were there as well, because um, they're I thought, everywhere. <laughs> I thought he was a I thought he was a great heel mm -hmm. champion, and I thought it was a long run. But he but he definitely defended the style. Like MJF has been mired in this Ring of Honor tag team title, my best friend yeah. was Adam Cole kind of thing for so long that I almost forget he's the champion. It's like mm -hmm. it's like I almost understand why they're letting Jay White carry around the title. One because they want him to be presented as a star when we get used to seeing him with a title, but also because. And mm -hmm. this MJF title run, they, they, they have him mired in so many stories. It, it, it's like if you took, I don't know, who's who's like the biggest star? If you took like Brad Pitt and you, mm -hmm. and you made him the star in the movie, but all of a sudden, instead of making him the star of like a Scorsese movie, so all of a sudden Wes Anderson took it over and put in 12 other people that have just as much stature of Brad Pitt, and they all get the same amount of camera time. Or Brad Pitt get gets like six minutes more than everybody else, but that's it. It's like, wow. it's, just like it's just like a cluster of miasma. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just got a fan like of it. Weird, but but I, I don't know what that 13 days bitch. Those are my two working theories. I mean, I'm sure it's I'm easy sure. enough to figure out how long Omega's title reign is and how long MJF's title reign has been. But my main takeaway is that MJF's title reign has been really, really underwhelming. No, it has, and I agree to that. Um, a lot of people wanted him to get the title. He got it, and it's just been, you know, to take his word, it's been mid. It hasn't – He, I can't say – I can't think of anything memorable in this this run. I mean, I've heard people say about the match he had with Brian Danielson. I forget which pay-per-view it was, but I don't order AW pay-per-view, so I can't comment on it intelligently. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff. Um, I think a lot of people have really hyped about the four pillars match. And I, from what I've heard, it's, it was, it didn't live up to the, yeah, 
And and that was supposed to be a big deal because they, you know, AW they love their talks about the pillars. We have the pillars. How do you think it's what's holding up AW? It's these pillars. Yeah, wrong, wrong pillars though. Oh, there we go. Wrong pillars. But, I mean, you barely hear about two of them. Did well, and and the dynamite went boom. It's <laughs> true. All right. Well, well, we'll figure out what what that is in in due course, and I'm sure we'll figure it out before next week's show. Whether it's- and also too, real quick. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, when you were talking about that thing, it's supposed to be a bit that they did on uh, what's that called? Being the elite. Like I only seen it because of the uh, you know, people share that clip, and they kept saying. What was it before? Now it was 13. It might have been 20 days, whatever it was. But I'm just saying that was from a bit. And um, I know a lot of times they say you have to watch these bits to get the joke, but no one has that kind of time. No, I, I certainly don't. All right. So there were a few things that, you know, I guess are important. Sting announced that his final match is going to be a revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, and he said that you can count on that. I mean, it's wrestling, so I wouldn't count on anything. Um but Revolution apparently is not until March of 2024. So that's an announcement that was made, what, five months in advance? Yeah. That's yeah. No, that's pretty, that's pretty early, right? Yeah, that 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 seems weird. Um, I thought he was going to retire this year because didn't he have some kind of thing? He was interviewed in a magazine and this was supposed to be his last year. And I mean, listen, like how you said wrestling, right? There's a lot of wrestling. Ric Flair had a wrestling match at freaking 40 something i mean 40 i'm sorry <laughs> yeah he was he went beyond that he, he was wrestling at 70 like eight so i i i get what you're saying but i know he said earlier that i thought he said something earlier this year he was going to retire now he's not um maybe having so much fun now um i didn't i didn't get to see the thing live but uh i heard it and i was like oh he's really getting ready to hang it up I, but i i believe sting when he says it though okay I mean, it should be big news, except he's 63. I think he'll be 64 by then. Um, So, okay. Um, I mean, I know we've got a lot of time between now and then, but who do you think his last match will be against? Oh, it's got to be... It's got to be Ric Flair. Ric Flair is just going to come out retirement. He's going to put on the purple shirt, and he's going to put on the purple underwears, and sit there and say, me and you, Sting, like how we did in WCW Nitro. Uh, One more time. One more time. Let me and make he, it famous. Um, Sting, Sting hits him with a military uh, drop, and Ric Flair just turned to dust. Um, well, <laughs> well, we I, mean, have, I know Ric Flair hopes that you're right. <laughs> about having that match, right? Um, who would be his last opponent? Um, who would be I, – I mean, I, I don't think it would be an older guy. He already had his stuff with Jericho, right? So I don't think Jericho um, – and, and and as much as it might be Darby, I'm hearing Darby don't even want to be his opponent. So I don't know. I, I feel like if it's a last Darby it, may be dead by then or training to climb Mount yeah, Everest. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you this time, except sure, for totally no, interrupting you. But no, you no. just brought something up. And like True. if it's not Darby, what the hell has this last three years been? Because all it's done is like Darby was already a single star and now he's always been with Sting. And it hasn't really hurt him it sort of sidetracked him a few times he hasn't really been in, in title pictures i mean he had the tnt title for like a week once and then he had a couple of tnt title matches and but he, he's you know stings enough with nostalgia act and he's good enough you know he's one of those rare exceptions that even though he's small he still somehow is believable and interesting uh in that you i mean i think he's selling exactly what you're buying is that he is someone who 
wants to live on the edge. And if he does die in the ring, he at least thinks he's okay with that. I mean, I, I think at, at the moment when it happens, he'll feel differently. But, you know, we all, mm -hmm. hindsight's always right. Anyway, but mm -hmm. if this wasn't to formally pass the torch from Sting to Darby mm -hmm. in one way or another and put him over, get him to that, the the next level, you know, mm -hmm. whatever the next level of Darby is, I mean, it would have to be world title picture though they already did he was in the four pillows but just him in it which would be a hard pill for me to swallow at 150 pounds but if it's not darby what the hell was this whole relationship of three years for it's a damn good question um because you want you you want to, what's the payoff right that's the question what is the payoff between this uh um relationship i don't have the answers for that um you know um you know he was asking earlier who would be his last opponent um Sting seemed like the kind of guy, if this is his last opponent, um, his last match, he'll go out on his back. He'll just, you know, go into the sunset. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like it should go to if it, if it was to go to Darby, it would be it would help him a lot. It would give him credibility and all that stuff. But I don't see it being Darby, but it would be a hill. And I just can't think of what hill do you give it to? Because think about it, it's the hill that retired Sting. And they're going to get a lot of heat for even though Sting's I'm going to retire, but you beat Sting and and did all that, you know that. I, well, I, but I can't think of a hill. I just can't think. Well, of Well, I actually think mm -hmm. if I'm right, th this is what I think that they'll play it. I think Sting is going to be he will be actively, mm -hmm. I mean, on camera, trying to um, corral, lobby, convince Darby to be in the match, and Darby's going to be like, no, no, man, I don't want to do it. It's your last match, you know. And he'll say uh, names like Flair or, or or Jericho or you know Arn or Jake or you know you know people who can't wrestle but you know whatever you know why don't you call it Muda you know something I don't want to do it and that Sting will be like, no what we got is you promised me that you would give it your all and I promise you I'll give you my and slowly Sting's going to turn himself into the heel no one's going to buy it but since Darby doesn't want to do it like Sting will start attacking him like he'll start attacking Darby with you know, and it'll slowly escalate. First, it'll be slapping him. Then it'll be pushing him. Then it'll be attacking him from behind. Then it'll, like, push him down the stairs. Or he'll, like, oh, be on that. the skateboard and he'll go flying. Uh, and then it'll, then it'll be, like, rafter sting. And he'll, he'll like, you know, zip line down and, and attack him with the bat and until Darby says, that's it, finally. And then when Star Darby wins, Sting will be like, kid, this is what I wanted to get from you all the time, but there's only one last thing. You're not a kid anymore. You're a man. Woo! And then they they hug it out. I loved everything about it. I love I love the part where you talked about he zip lines down. Like I just don't see. <laughs> I just love that so much. Like he just zip lined down just to kick his ass, sitting there just to get what he wants. Um, I mean, I would have loved even more if he went further with it. Like he breaks the skateboard because you know Darby has a love for that skateboard. Right. When you mentioned him throwing him down the stairs, I said, "Oh yeah, Darby would love that because Darby did that." Willies, he wet yeah. these. <laughs> He takes the glove off. He just gives him a wet willy. Probably right. gives him a, what they used to call those things? Uh, uh, not swirly. Gives him right, a swirly. You stick your head on toilet and flush it. Swirlies. Right. Give him a swirly. Right. Oh man, but that. I, but I do like that. Take a little bit. Um, uh, um, you know, like he forces him to do it. Um, I don't think you could ever turn Sting Hill. They've tried uh, so many times, and it can't be. But he, he's a uh, Sting is a lot more aggressive. So I, I, I get everything that you were saying right there. He's a little bit more aggressive. He's Pushing him. I, I once again love the zip line thing. He has to do that now. Um, but um, yeah. No, listen, we, we have until March to discuss this, which yes. I think we can I think we can add more to this uh as time goes on. 
And and the one time that to Tony didn't really announce a major announcement, that there was sort of a major announcement, A, it's premature. B, they didn't make that big, big a deal about it, or maybe people started tuning out. I mean, we'll get to the ratings. They did okay, sure. but they didn't do, you know, I mean, I figured that this was all hands on deck after last week. And if this was all hands on deck, you know, that, 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 you know it was I feel, okay. like I feel like they were a week behind. Yeah, all, all all hands weren't there. And for this announcement, that should have been more featured and maybe a standalone. Maybe you kick off the new year with 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 that. Anyway, a couple other things this week in, in the wrestling world. So Mark Henry had some comments basically saying that punk was old school and a lot of the guys didn't get it, but he, you know, basically he was a good guy. And Jericho made a couple of comments basically saying, Listen, Tony's a billionaire, he's gonna do what he wants to do. I've worked for billionaires before, and I know that you don't tell them what to do. And he also made a whole. He also continued to bury NXT or make excuses. Yeah, for, so, yeah. Sort of like a crybaby. So, do you have any comments on? I wasn't a fan of that, and I like Jericho, man. Like Jericho is one of my faves. He's one of my goats. Uh, and I thought that was such a. Uh, um, I understand people can be petty. Russell can be one of my favorite wrestlers is Bret Hart, uh, and the man is petty, and and I and I live for it. Um, <laughs> I live for it. Um, but I just thought it was so petty that he would go so. Oh well, NXT had to get Cena undertaken. They still didn't crack a million, but they won. They won the week. You know, when y'all were winning the weeks, every chance y'all got, y'all would, you know, yeah, we beat WWE, champagne. Whoops, I spilled it. Don't worry, I could clean it with that billion dollar. You know, they do all this stuff. And then when they lost, they throw in a temper tantrum, flipping over things. And I mean, it, it, it kind of just looked gross on their end. So I, I, I just wasn't a fan of it. Uh, maybe he was trying to work everybody, and maybe it, and it probably worked because it worked to me. Uh, but I wasn't a fan of well, it. Well, he signed the long-term extension. So like Jericho is, I think he's in, he's inside wrestling, carny petty. Like he knows where his bread is buttered. He's like Jeff Jarrett and and Matt Hardy. They, they say whatever they want for the per, for the person that they're working for. Whereas Mark Henry. I have a feeling that his three-year contract, a two-year contract is coming up, and I have a feeling he has no intentions of renewing it. Like, if he has other options, I think he's going to take it. I think he's sort of sick of that place. Um, I don't think he like Like, everything he didn't like about Leo Rush is everyone there, you know, or 75% of the people there, and the other 25% ain't talking, um, or or you don't see them. Um, so I don't know. That That's sort of what, what I th thought about that. One other thing is that uh, Lana said, or CJ Perry said, I'm definitely not opening the OnlyFans page. If I did, Miro would divorce me. Okay, cool. Whatever. All right, fine. I, good. The, the husband should. Um, yeah, uh, all right. So, on, uh, so in, in wrestling, Juice Robinson run, won the 12-person battle royal to challenge MJF for his diamond ring, which MJF has won it all four times. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if they're going to have a loss to MJF so that Juice doesn't have to do the quarters anymore so he can cheat and not look anti-Semitic and to further enhance the Bang Bang Gang and to take that ring out of MJF's arsenal or if they'll have MJF beat Juice, who until recently was there to take pins so that MJF can continue his five years of dominance with the ring, and even though he doesn't have his belt, he's still a champion, still has the ring, and the Ring of Honor tag team co-championship. Um, I'm sort of going with they have to have MJF kick Juice, like punch his teeth down his throat like he said he would after all of it, because MJF basically promised that that 
I'm bringing awareness to this, and you're all going to get to see me knock Juice's teeth down his throat um, when he was defending the angle, which we talked about at length last week. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing MJF retains, and I think that's next Wednesday, so we'll be yeah. you know, before we record again. Oh, I look forward to that because I'll be here. Um, uh, uh, yeah, no, I see MJF. I, I, I didn't. There's no. I have no doubt in my mind that MJF is going over. Um, Juice, you know, like how you met. How many single matches has Juice won? I don't think he's ever. I, I don't think he's. Ever, and, I, and, I, and I like Juice. Juice is wild. Juice is. Juice seemed like the kind of guy I would go to a bar with because he's wild. But I don't see him getting this dub. I mean, I mean, I feel sad. I mean, Juice has won a lot of people over. I mean, he's crazy. He's got a big person. I wish to God yeah. his body was better, uh, you know, but it almost, but he's one of those guys that it almost doesn't matter. Um, and maybe it doesn't matter. And, it's, and it definitely doesn't matter for the, for the AEW crowd. Um, so for me to even be that positive on Juice, he's doing lots of things, right? It's just his face is so funny. His voice is funny. His expression, his ridiculous. Yeah. He looks like a living Muppet. Like he, he always reminded me like. If of animal. Was, yeah, uh, yeah, like of animal or Grover, but like, like if <laughs> if the Briscoes had a baby with Dalton Castle, Deuce Robinson would come out. <laughs> but I don't. You know, know someone uh, called them. Uh, I don't you remember the cereal honeycombs. I don't yeah. know if you remember the mascot. It was like a oh, wild. Yeah. yeah, that's what they were comparing him to. No, he's a wild guy, and I just think Honey he bear. nails. He yes, absolutely, and he nails the he nails it because. I remember him in NXT. He was like CJ Parker or something like that. Then he went to uh, New Japan. He found this character, and he's just done. And I didn't. I, I was. I can say it loudly. I don't watch New Japan, so I wasn't familiar with that work. So seeing him in AEW and seeing what he can do won me over. Right. Well, they, they brought him back to Ring of Honor, and he's like, and then he's oh. like, never send me the Ring of Honor again. They were they were trying to replace the Bullet Club with something called Lifeblood. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Long, it, it wasn't very successful. <laughs> so all right. So the last wrestling angle thing for the night i think anyway is who attacked trick williams we're ending with an nxt thing i know that's near and dear to your heart we had a cliffhanger trick williams was beaten up knocked out nobody knows who it was he was supposed to be in a fatal four-way match which ended up being a fatal three-way match where dijak ate the pin to carmelo uh hayes who you know actually it was baron corbin who put on the finish but carmelo hayes did the you know the uh, all net yeah the all net to Baron Corbin threw him out of the ring and then you know and took advantage of the end of days and pinned Dijak. Trick Williams was supposed to be in the match. He was beaten up, not medically cleared to be so. Had to be taken to the hospital. The inference, you know, well the inferences are the implications are that that Mello took him out because his friend wasn't supposed to be in the match and that was sort of behind his back. You know, sort of an interesting story there. Mm-hmm. Could have been Baron Corbin who you know you know, wants to beat everyone. It could have been Dijak, who's known for beating up people from behind or an unknown mystery person. Um, could it be, could it be Lexus King's first few? Did he do it? He wanted to take out who he perceived to be one of the other top young lions before he got there. But I'm not going to tell you who I think until you tell me who you think. So I have a few things I do want to sit here and uh, say. I want to say shout out to NXT for not having it in the uh, parking lot. I'm glad that they gave that a break because it's usually the parking lot where someone's laid out. Uh, the second person, who do I think did it? Um, oh, it's definitely, definitely Booger T. Booger T took this man out. He he didn't like that he stole his look. 
and he was upset that he didn't get the credit for whoop that trick. So I believe it's Booker T. Uh, Real it was uh, uh, what's his name? Ernest. Oh, are oh, you talking about Anthony Vic? Robinson and Terrence Newman or Terrence Hudson? Who? Who are these we people? The whoop the trick song is from Hustle and Flow. Oh no no Back no! From no. Empire, the, the, he was the star. Oh, and- oh, he's talking about Lucius, uh, the guy who played Lucius. Line. See, I only know him as Lucius. Right, isn't his name Terrence? Oh, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard and yeah. Anthony Robinson. I think it's was it Anthony Anderson? Anthony. Right, Terrence Howard and Anthony Anderson. I'm see. I'm sorry when you said the names. I was like, huh? He was in Blackish. He was yeah, Anthony uh, Anderson. Yeah, that would be great. I would love for that to be. And then they get a tag match with Camelo Hayes and uh, up Drake. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. If they whooped uh, that trick. They whooped that. Yeah, it would be called the whoop tag. Uh, 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 what's his name? Vince Russo was writing this. It would be called whoop that trick on a pole, bro. Um, no, I'm uh, on the turntable. On a... <laughs> <laughs> they just put ropes in the mid, uh, ropes on the corner as the the ring is like spinning. That would that would yeah, be fun. They change the speed, <laughs> and you got you definitely got to get when you have the DJ. You got to have um, Funkmaster Flex, and he just yells. Um, well, you can this, just have Robert Stone put the the Daft Punk. Oh, my God! He, and he's um, what was this guy's name? Well, um, I think it was Robbie, but the other guy was yeah. DJ something. DJ DJ Z. Oh my God, we're doing we're going down this road. I love it. Um, but whoever, I really think it's Camelo. I feel like when I saw it, I merely had the vibe of 2002 when Triple H attacked Shawn Michaels. And one of the things Shawn Michaels has been doing a lot. Um, lately is almost like all it's almost like I feel like he's telling us a story. You know, you had the barbershop incident, you had um, with this one, they're thinking about Sean going against Diesel. Um, Sean, I was when I was talking, uh, I was talking to someone I was talking about next day. I said, Do you think the next one is going to be like he brings out like he brings out some old guy and he can have like kind of revisit the time when he fought Hulk Hogan in 2005? But I see this, I see the vibe of 2002 Triple H Sean, and I think that's what it is but i did see this one interesting i don't get no credit off this i saw this offline and i thought it was really interesting i don't think it but i thought it was interesting it made me thought i uh, think which is rare but they had one where they showed wh- what if it's wesley wesley's been out the picture for a while okay and, okay you want to take the that's floor? who i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be the the jimmy so you know you, you, you i was gone and you think i forgot it but you're in my spot. That's supposed to be my spot, and and uh, I'm I'm blaming you. I'm not taking out Mello because I want to beat him. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know. Get there though. It still one step away from the title. It's still Ilya, but you know, but yeah, I, th- I think Wesley he left in a foul mood, and yeah, yeah I, I I didn't see this this online, but I think it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought I was going to surprise the world with with this one, but uh, I guess not. <laughs> No, but it's such, it's so great because, and I think they've done such a great job because how you mentioned Wesley is like you for you, right? When you mentioned West, when you was gonna say Wesley, he's like, yeah, everyone forgot about Wesley, but I didn't, and that guy's coming back. And I've even thought a, a few times I've had different kind of pitches for him, and I was sitting there saying, I didn't see Camelo dropping the title, and I, I, one of the visions I had is when he comes back, he comes back with a little bit of an edge, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And he beats eventually. He beats Mello because Mello. I think he was. Wait, isn't oh, a little I, bit of an edge already Christian? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is. <laughs> you know what? That, 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 boom, boom. That was a fair point. Um, 
all Wesley now has to start mentioning is uh people's uh, deceased family members, right? Yeah. But um, but oh, uh, God, that was so bad. The the scene with Nick Wayne and his mother. The crowd oh, cheered oh, when Christian showed up and said, "It's time to come home, son." Oh, and son. said, so "You should have called, told me to the mother." The crowd's not supposed to cheer for that. The crowd cheers for the heels. Oh my God, that was that whole scene that was, was so bad. I that did one not, of the worst things I've seen on wrestling. I did not see this uh, uh obviously live, but I saw the playback. But when I hear that that they cheered for Christian, which that's not what he's supposed to do, but good good on Christian because he's getting a reaction, right? Absolutely. But uh, but the mother, I gotta ask, what was the acting? Because you saw it, so what did you think about the uh, the acting here? Bad porn. Uh, well, that's that's not good. Yeah, I, I don't follow up. Like 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 D level horror movies that you see on freebie. Well, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. not I, I thought it was terrible. I thought the, the I thought the whole thing was terrible, um, mm. and I just hope that everyone's done with the yeah. I would like to have sex with Nick Wayne's mother thing. Anyway, I'm sorry. You were talking about Wesley. No, but I, I mean, I, uh, uh, the the finish my thought on Wesley. I, I visioned him coming back, uh, facing um, Camelo, even winning the championship. I even thought that that's where we were heading to, like heading that way because he was taking a lot of these L's. He was losing and. I thought like, oh, he beat these people that were beating him and he wins the championship. But I don't know. Um, and I think that's the cool thing about wrestling. Uh, I'm just fantasy booking here. Uh, just the way we fantasy book, uh, fantasy book Sting uh, on a zip line because that is Absolutely. fantastic. Absolutely. I will say one thing that I think the WWE desperately needs to bring back that Cruiserweight title because they have so many people who are like 210 pounds or below that are really good and they all need something to do. Um and as long as they're not selfish like Neville or not complete douche canoes like like Enzo, it, it can feel like an import. It, it will hopefully not be hashtag not another belt because it'll be like the X division in WCW. Yeah. And, you know, it'll be for the, you know, the, the, the real wrestling fans. But every now and then you'll have someone like an Enzo who, who doesn't wrestle that way, but is just diminutive and, you know, like a Dominic, you know, and, and I don't know. I just think that they definitely need that. I wouldn't mind the Cruiserweight title if they're going to make that belt feel special. I, I mean, yeah. there was a period. So, like you mentioned, not hashtag not another belt, right? The women's, and I feel like they're doing a little bit better. And I say a little bit. I still want I still want them to do more. But there was a period where I was like, we can get rid of these belts because y'all not doing anything. And I just don't want everyone. So, the big joke, and I, and I think you've heard this too with AEW. Everybody got a belt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want everyone to have a belt. I want yeah. it to be these belts. I, and I've said it all the time out here. Oh, it's a prop. It's a prop. No, these belts should feel like. Why am I fighting for it? Yeah, but they're a prop. But but the props should matter. They they're not props like like random books in a bookshelf. They should at least be the book that you pull down to open up the false to get to the false you know hidden tunnel behind the the bookcase. You know they, they should be important props. You yes. Know, so yes. They, they they should be essential for storylines and and wrestling you only have so many storylines so they have a lot of cruiserweights they have a lot of women doing nothing so I'm, I agree I think that they should build up if they built up three to four women's tag teams for each of the three brands that would make the, the women's tag team belts feel significant and it wouldn't kill NXT not to have a separate set on there I I, I didn't yeah no I'm sorry go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they're making the NXT Women's title a mid-card title. I don't like that. I, I think there should be a, a women's mid-card title. I have this, you know, going back to my little China is in play theory. I think when they have that, they'll they'll make a, like an Asian or Eurasian title and 
you know, Zia Lee will probably be the, you know, you know, in the running for that or the, or the one of the champ. But I think there should be a women's mid card championship as well. Last thing, this is me. I don't, I don't really care about women's wrestling, but there's so many good women wrestlers. I think they really should put on a women's TV show on Thursday nights for I don't know ninety minutes. Or I would be for it. So, um, you know, they had that Evolution pay per view out of what like five years ago, something like that. Um, and I would be down for that because they, like you said, they have a lot of talented women. There's a lot of women that um, I think they would also give them a spotlight. That's why I think stuff like the women's breakout tournament is cool. Um, mm -hmm. I thought when they had the Mae Young Classic, I thought that was really cool. A lot of women I wasn't familiar with, I got familiar with just because I watched that uh, tournament. Um, uh, um, and, and yeah, uh, you said the NXT women. I, I, I wish they didn't even brought those titles up to the main roster. I just wish they didn't yeah. do that because I, I, I thought the NXT did a better job with their women's yeah. tag team division then and then when they did they had to give it to the sisters instruction they and they squashed my evil celtic witches <laughs> right and now where are they like right. and it's a shame where are they these are I, I think they would be a great act i think the last time they were on tv they said oh yeah we cursed the belts like right well at least at least they figured out how to play their witches thing into the cursing of the belt so i sure. mean, they haven't been forgotten entirely but you know but yeah sure. it, it, it it hasn't been good but i I trust Triple H to make it better. That's not make it great. But, you know, about a year and a half, maybe even two years ago, when I was on PWC, we did two shows called Outside Interference. And one was for WWE and one was for AEW, and each one with points on how to improve them. Um, I know that the first was we're going to fantasize that Vince isn't around, and haha, Vince will never not be around. But just in case, let's talk about these things. And, so, and some of the things they've done and some of the things we've talked about, but I would – commend to everyone to go into search and go to PWC and, and look at those outside interference shows, not look at them, read, watch them, but there is video. Um, so you can look at them too and see the, I think WW, I think I had 12 points for AW. I think I did 13 or 14 and see which ones have happened, which ones you agree with, which ones we, you disagree with. Because I think, you know, I always like to say I'm, I'm very critical, but I'm not the kind of person that, 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 critique something without also offering solutions and as proof i put out those those two shows and and jimmy was there too i mean but it was mostly my ideas mostly my points and he chimed in and he had original thoughts and agreed or disagreed you know as as you know as point by point and he may have brought up a couple things too i don't it was a long i really don't remember um but i think those were good shows but at least you know that was my attempt to to show listen i see things wrong here i see things wrong here free advice fix them Anyway, fantastic. Um, yeah, so check that shit out and tell me what you all think. Maybe I maybe I'm misremembering them. All right, a couple of other mini legal things going on in in this, and then we'll get to the ratings and get the hell out of here because as you see, we crossed over two hours and you have another show to do. The Luchasaurus copyright infringement case has settled. No terms are disclosed. I assume they gave the other company a bunch of money. Luchasaurus is wearing a new mask anyway. Ricky Starks filed a trademark for his own name. That that's making big news, and everyone's like thinking that's a sign that he's going to leave. I don't know why anyone would think that that's a sign that he's going to leave. Uh, I mean, a few wrestlers have owned their own IP, uh, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and have gone to WWE. A few wrestlers tried to do it with WWE, EC3 and Keith Lee, and both ended up getting released, probably for very different reasons. Um, but, you know, AW, you can own your own stuff and you can get your do your own merch and all that. So it seems to me more likely that that's a sign that he's going to stay. But it just may be a sign that he's smart. 
um, and that if WWE changes his name and they make money off the, the whatever the new brand is, that he can still sell these, you know, either now or somewhere down the line. Because if he becomes a big star, they'll be retro, they'll be collectible. Um, so it's a business move. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into it either way. But if you want to read into it, I'd say it's more likely that's a, that that's more of an indication that he's staying with W with AEW than leaving for WWE. All right. Andrade El Idolo filed for a trademark for Andrade El Idolo. It was denied by the trademark office because it was too close to Andrade Cien Almas. The trademark still owned by WWE. Those of you out there, you're going, damn it, WWE, you, you hate everyone. Triple H, you should have loved it. It wasn't them. It was the trademark office who denied it. Andrade's lawyers filed a response to what's called an office action. And they, they filed a response and they said that the, the consumers are sophisticated enough to know it's a different character and this, that, and the other thing. And the other place said, nah, we don't think so. So he does get a second bite to try and make another argument. Uh, I don't know what his new argument would be, if any. Or he can appeal it to something called the tri Trademark Trial Appeal Board, which is a lot more expensive. It's like an appellate court in the trademark office itself. It's like an appellate administrative court. Um, he probably has the money to do it. Cannot probably just also just continue to exist without the trademark. It doesn't seem like WWE's making a stink about it. It's not like they've sent cease and desist or anything. So, I mean, there's no law that you have to have a trademark. You just can't infringe on someone else's trademark. And there is a statute of limitations with those things. And as little as we've seen him on TV, he's been going by Andrade El Idolo for probably two years plus now. So, you know, to it. Yeah. seems to me that WWE wanted to do something about it they would have done it already. Um, all right, ratings. So Impact, remember, I'm two weeks behind. Today is the 19th, so we're going back to October 5th. Impact dropped 6,000 from the prior week and down to 104,000. New Japan Pro Wrestling increased 5,000 from 46,000 to 51,000. So when you said you don't watch New Japan and I say no one watches New Japan, Mm -hmm. No one really does watch New Japan. I mean, and listen, I know I speak with hyperbole. I know that somebody does. I know that somebody in North America does. When I say no one, I mean like 90 to 95% of wrestling fans don't. Um, Rampage went up 42,000 to 407,000. Not so great. But remember last week was, I think, was uh, all hands on deck week for AEW fans to show the world that they love AEW. SmackDown went up 98,000 to 2,417,000. But they're still not renewed. Uh, but actually, SmackDown, I thought, was a really, really good show. Um, Collision went up 151,000 to 504,000. So they went up a lot. I still think that's a shitty number. All sorts of people who are apparently experts in TV and everything are telling me that's a great that's a great number for Saturday night primetime and that Warner Bros. Discovery is thrilled with that. All I know is that in Collision's opening week, they did 809,000, and it was the fifth ranked show on cable so you know if they were the first ranked show on cable with five hundred four thousand, i could see them you know still still being okay with it we have no idea how much money is being paid towards collision my informant tells me that tony's paying for the tv time but i mean i don't know we talked about some other times anyway just go with ratings five hundred four thousand. take from that as you will raw did one million four hundred eighty three thousand down seventy four thousand it was another good Raw, pretty solid episode, I have to say. Mm -hmm. uh, NXT went down 123,000 from their loaded Super Show, but still doing a respectable 798,000 with a 0.23 in the demo because people care about the demo so much. This demo thing is... So what 0.23 means is that 
23,000 out of 100,000 people watch it. So would you rather a show that has 300,000 viewers with a 0.3 demo, which would be 90,000 viewers, or 600,000 viewers with a 0.23, which is, what, 132,000 viewers in your demo? Of course you want the overall viewership. It, yeah. The percentage of the demo isn't the end of the analysis. It's like one column in a spreadsheet, which is like 30 columns long. I mean, you know, where I'm from, usually the last column in the spreadsheet is the one that most people rush to. But, you know, I understand the demo means something, but then the demo is subdivided into the younger bracket and the older bracket. And there's overlap. I mean, it, it's just. It's, yeah, I was going to say it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Dynamite this past week, 901,000, up 394,000, or 294,000, rather, from its abysmal 600 and something. Uh, so, again, better, but, you know, all hands on deck week. So, no million. You know, not even that great. It's the best performance since the Grand Slam show in August. Okay. MLW, last three weeks, it just aired tonight. I was che I checked tonight. From 8 o'clock p.m. until what is now 9.30 p.m., 2,000 people have watched MLW. Last week's show is up to 20,000 viewers, and from two weeks ago, it's up to 42,000. NWA this week, it aired Tuesday, so it's been on for just over two days. Um, 26,000 from last week to this week is up to 25,000. Yes, 1,000 less than 26,000. Maybe the additional interest is because of the TV contract being uh, uh, announced and people are tuning in again. I mean, not a lot, but some... I guess we'll know next week if those numbers continue to go up significantly. And from two weeks ago to now, up to 35,000. So uh, it's obviously not playing on past shows. That's all I got. Do you have anything else? No, I think I think you nailed every little thing. I mean, the only thing I will throw out, because I know we didn't talk about Raw so much, but I did want to sit here and say I agree about Raw being a solid show. Uh, you know, three hours is a lot, but I think we've uh, <laughs> I think we've all said that. But I wanted to just say real quick on Raw, one of the things that I like, because I hear a lot of people when they say like, oh, I don't like Bronson Reed, Tegan Knox, Johnny Gargano, and you know what? What you know, you said it earlier, wrestling is subjective. What I like about Raw is that there's variety. I'm I'm glad that they're putting out some new faces because once upon a time I feel like Raw was they depended on maybe three people. I like that you. You're trying to beef up your women's division. I like Bronson Reed's not even like one of my guys as a wrestler, yeah. but I like that they're putting him out there and they're making him like a he's a big man, right? He's a big man. Mm -hmm. I thought I don't want to say and say him and Gunther. Oh, that was my favorite. But I when I hear people say that was a really good match, I, I, it, it, it it's I, I like stuff. I like hearing things like that. Hearing like I'm that that match was good because I think Bronson is a pretty solid hand. Um, Johnny Gargano, I loved him in NXT and I'm going to continue to root for him. Uh, so I'm just, I just wanted to throw out those things. Like, cause I, I like to add a little positivity in wrestling. Um, and also say screw Bill Goldberg, but also <laughs> to sit here and say, you know, I, I think they're doing some really good stuff there on raw. I, I agree. <laughs> the last two weeks of raw have been good. I, I, probably about as good as it can get for a three hour show. I mean, but this, sure. this week's SmackDown, I thought was really Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, that was a really excellent, well-paced uh, two-hour show. But, yeah, we're getting variety, even if it's just if you're seeing, you know, different faces for 10 seconds in the background or, you know, those little Easter eggs that, that, that Triple H likes to show, people talking like in the background, and and then it gets picked up later on, and people with memories. And so, yeah, I, I agree. It's, 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 it's been better, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm happy about that. That's why, you know, 
I have confidence that they'll build the tag divisions again and that they can add new belts without it seeming like a waste because you can make everything feel important. It, it really isn't that hard. They have enough talent among three brands that it shouldn't feel like too many belts. All right. So where can folks find you? All right, guys. So you can fi find me on my uh, social medias, right? That's what I'm supposed to do as I scratch my head. But um, my social medias, you can follow me on bad guy underscore jack i'm on instagram i'm on twitter they say x but i'm gonna call it what their mothers called it twitter uh you can also follow um follow me i'm on unpopular review i review nxt on tuesdays uh we're doing entertainment we have a one shot like yesterday right, but you're like christian the people's mothers call you right <laughs> people's calling me absolutely uh I, I we uh we review we do one shots it's, it could be a variety of shows we're doing low-key now um it's season two we're on episode three and you can follow me on the big pop theory podcast um we talk about wrestling like i talk wrestling here you on have never invited me on any of those on any of the unpopular review shows or on the big pop never you know uh my partner shay said we do need guests so you know, that maybe we had to invite you on pop. I want you to understand I don't run that show. She does. I don't accept that explanation. <laughs> I love it. I do not accept I do not accept that. You know what? I don't blame you. Okay. Good. All right. So that's where you can find him. Me, you can find me at Icarus Fell. You can also find the show at Hammerlock H O on the X. Uh yeah. Jeff Lippman, that's me on Facebook. Um I'm on threads, but I don't really do wrestling much on threads. Uh, my non-wrestling shows are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. If you're listening to this and you don't know what those are, those shows are by now, shame on you. But this month, there's been no Garden of View, Garden Views. It's been all Garden of Doom doubling up on those, all Halloween spooky themed witches, voodoo, uh, werewolf rider, uh, has spooky poetry coming up. And I say witches because so there's going to be another witch show coming up, and I'm going to have another Ghosts of New Orleans kind of spooky stuff from New Orleans. We've got two two shows, uh, one published already, and one coming up for October. And uh, and you know, I've got some fun stuff coming up. I already recorded a show on the mythology of Star Wars with a sort of a minor celebrity in the paranormal alternative history uh, anthro archaeology worlds. Mark Ali. He's been on Ancient Aliens and things like that written a bunch of books um and uh i i can't even remember the other show that i've already recorded anyway garden views is is more topical but uh i've got one coming up with a guy who's a military contractor uh talking about that stuff i've got someone talking about ai and i have someone talking about mergers and acquisitions already uh recorded so if you're interested in law business technology science and a little bit of geopolitics and then uh, but should, you know things that maybe are not commonly known but uh, may have common interest, uh, check out Garden Views, but definitely check out Garden View. There's something for everybody on Garden of Doom. Um, I, I, that's it. I think that's the only places that you can or should find me. I guess, I'm, what are we on? Uh, what is it? Hammerlockhangover at gmail.com for emails. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You guys can write in those questions at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Steve will look at those and not forward them to me. Um, and also the Hammerlock Hangover, there's a Facebook page where you can leave comments and post things and, you know, do all the things that you can do on Facebook. And uh, uh, I won't look at them. I don't know if Steve will, but, uh, you know. But they, they, will, they will be there and some eyes will be on whatever is sent. At my deathbed, I will read the, through them all and they'll bring a tear to my eye, just like Ric Flair says. <laughs> Woo! Woo! So with that... I'm just going to say, stay evil, my friends. I don't have a really cool 
ending catchphrase, but I'm just gonna go like do that. All right. We out. Peace.